This episode of Disney Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Christmas to theater to Disney, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and dreamers of all ages, welcome to the Disney Countdown Show. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the... I almost said Christmas countdown really? show. That was so close. I was like, why did you stop? I was like... I, I started the sound of the sea, the Disney Countdown Show, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Disney Countdown Show. My name is Eric Peterson. I'm here with my good buddy, Danny Jordan. Yo. We got Chris Sisley coming to us live from Brooklyn. And we are here. This is episode five. Five. Cinco. Episode five. For the Spanish Cinco speakers. episode of How Disney Countdown. How do you say Countdown. episode in Spanish? Episido. Is that right? I have no are idea. Are you making that up? I'm completely Chris, making it up. Uh, can you run this through Google <laughs> Translate? How do you say episode in Spanish? Please tell me it's Episido. It is not Episido. Episado. It is uh, Episidio. I was pretty close. Episidio? Episidio. Yeah. I mean, with a little accent, too. Cinco Episidio. (laughs) Did you know that the D is supposed to have a little bit of the sound? Cidio. Cidio. Apparently, I don't know if this is true. This is not a a linguistics countdown. Or language countdown. We, we tangented very quickly. Very in this quickly. <laughs> I blame it on you almost calling the show Christmas this, countdown. That's, this, this you have yes. set my brain yes. left We're when all, I was supposed to go. I missed the exit oh. to Disneyland. But we are here. Speaking of Disneyland. <laughs> yes. So, folks, this is Disney Countdown Show, in case you're just checking that's us out. That's what it's called. Um, we are doing uh, a very exciting countdown today. We're continuing. If you listen to last week's episode, we did ten through five of the greatest Disney songs of all time. Wait, you did ten through five? I only I'm did sorry, ten through, 10 through six. six. Ten okay. through six, and then today we're going to do five through one. So you're going to get to hear the the exciting conclusion of that oh. list. Eric, um, can I jump in real quick? Yeah, this last week has been so hard for me. How come? Well, you know, Disney songs. Yeah, songs is always the hardest countdown. To do the best and the hardest, best and hardest, whether it's Christmas, parenting, all these countdowns we've done, songs is always hard. Yeah, and I was going back and re sort of reading through my 10 through six, and I think I made a mistake. Uh oh, I would like to ask Mm. for your permission a one time only exception. Uh, You know, you get one mulligan. I've never done this in the history of countdown shows. That's fair. I would like to get rid of a whole new world from my 10 through six. Wow, yeah, wow, what are you going to replace it with? You know, you're probably going to laugh at me. <laughs> should I do this now or should I do it when we get to the countdown Save portion? it for the countdown. Save it for the countdown. Yeah, I just, I was going back through my 10 through 6 and I was like, you know, I do like A Whole New World. It's, it's a, a great, great song. song. Let's not bash it too much. I'm not much. trying to bash it too much, <laughs> but I just, for me personally, I was going back and listening to more Disney music. Sure. And I was like, I don't know if for me it emotes the same uh, like feelings or like stirs up the same feelings inside of me uh, as maybe some other songs sure. do. And when I tell you what I'm replacing it with, you're probably going to laugh at me. It's um, <laughs> a good but, tease. But you're not going to be surprised. Okay. Uh, speaking of teasing, um, actually what I'm about to say next has nothing to do with teasing whatsoever. <laughs> I just want to encourage people to rate and review the show. <laughs> yes, please rate and review. Yeah, stop teasing us with your reviews yes. and actually do it. Uh, Don't just think about doing it. Actually do actually it. Actually do it. So yeah. if you're loving what you're hearing, you know, click five stars, five magical stars as we yeah. say. Uh, on Apple, you can leave us a review there. You can also rate us on Spotify everywhere else. And then uh, you can't leave a review on Spotify or the other platforms, but you can DM us. Yes. And we like to read 
those reviews on the show. Which we will do shortly. We will do that shortly. Yeah. Um, first, though, we should talk about, in case you're watching this on YouTube, Ooh. Uh, look at our set, Danny. Oh, my gosh. We, it's growing. It's getting better. We ordered these um, very fun retro posters oh, I love of them Disney so much. stuff. Uh, if you're just listening to us, I'll just describe them for you. We got a Splash Mountain uh, poster I for Disneyland. You're say we got a blue one over there, and we got a <laughs> green one. <laughs> uh, Splash Mountain is looking great. We got a very cool, just like happiest place on earth, Disneyland kind of retro Art Deco looking kind yeah, of vibe. Very, very mid-century cool. modern. Mid-century vibe, modern, yeah. yeah. And then we got an awesome Peter Pan. Uh, I like that it's uh, Fantasyland. I didn't realize that. I thought it was just Peter Pan, but it, it lists Snow White, Peter Pan, and Mr. I Toad. I got to be honest. Very when fun. we placed the order, I 100% thought that it was Peter Pan specific because yeah. they've got the flying boat. Yeah. And, and you got Big the ben, people yeah. in, you got Big Ben, and it says Peter Pan at the top, but then underneath it in smaller writing, it says, enjoy the exciting adventures of Snow White, Peter Pan, Mr. Toad. Yeah. So clearly... This poster, wherever it lived when it was original, felt like Peter Pan was really the anchor Absolutely. ride. And this is what we got to feature. Yes, and if you yes. also want to ride a you couple other things. These. Yeah. Yep. Then we got a very cool uh, Jungle Cruise one. Love that. Yeah. We have a very cool Walt Disney World Epcot Center experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Love that. Mm-hmm. Love that one. That's so cool. And then what's behind me? I can't see. You've got uh, Space Mountain. Space Mountain right yeah. behind me. Space Spake so, Mountain, as some people right. might call it. <laughs> that's right. Um, but it's good. The, the the set is coming together. We're getting very excited about that. No. Um, now, the main thing that we need to talk about, Danny, is that in yes. the last week, since we've been together, yes. we have both gone to Disney. Oh, my gosh, Eric. My, How was your trip? Then I'll talk about mine. My magic meter is so full. Yeah? It's so, so full. Not only did I get to go to Disneyland, but this was the first time my wife and I had been away for the night since our oldest was born. Sure. So it's been, I a would minute. say, four and a half, almost five years since we actually went somewhere, just the two yeah. of us, away for the night from yeah. the kids. So we did, uh, we got down there a little early uh, on the night that we were going to Sweethearts Night, which was mm-hmm. the first uh, after hours event that Disneyland has done in, I don't know, three, four years. Wow. Um, so they're doing this Sweethearts Night thing all up until Valentine's Day. Uh, but this was the first night of it. And so we popped over to DCA, did some rides there, uh, had a couple beverages, actually got to ride uh, the, the Spider-Man. Right, really cool. Oh my gosh, isn't that great? What a freaking experience! So technologically, it's so cool, brilliant. Like yeah, yeah. the fact that they can take what we love so much from like Buzz Lightyear, Astro Blasters, mm-hmm. and Toy Story Midway Mania, and apply it to Spider-Man. But also, you don't have to have like a blaster yeah. or a cord. You're literally just, just like with phew, your phew, hands. Phew. Are now I gotta say, this is my first time on it, mm-hmm. so like I feel like I've like picked up on a couple strategies that I need sure. to implement next time around. I gotta say. I don't know why they don't tell you. Maybe I missed it because we did single rider and maybe there was like instructions right. in the main queue. But I didn't know the first room that the spider bot things had different point values. Like oh. if there's like a yellow or a green or whatever. Sure. And it wasn't until after it like had tabulated your score for the first room. It was like, how many of this did you get? And I was right, like, right. wait a second. I'd have been shooting <laughs> yellows the whole time had I known. You gotta tell me I'm looking for reds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was so much fun. Uh, I gotta say the Sweetheart Night event was so cool. I haven't been to an After Hours event, I think since I was 17, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And I'd forgotten like how the park feels yeah. when there's that few people yeah. uh, inside of it. It's it. On one hand, I kept saying this to my wife, I was like, on one hand, it feels really cool. That I don't have to deal with the crowds. Yeah. But it also feels like something's missing. It's a little, it can feel a little spooky, I guess. Yeah. The lack of the buzz. Sure. Yeah. Like we, so 
there were winds were sort of like whipping yeah, the yeah. night we were there, so there were no fireworks. Oh, bummer. And they had like you know, teased this whole like special sweethearts night fireworks right. show, and we're all there, we're all yeah, in front yeah. of the fireworks. You know, it's like nine thirty-five, and like. Good evening, they call it? ladies and gentlemen. Before it was like five minutes, oh. and like it was like packed to the gills. Yeah, yeah. They're like, "Good evening, ladies and gentlemen." Da, 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 due to you Weather, know something, yeah. something, uh, we will not be doing the fireworks show this evening. It'll be Mickey's mix match or whatever right. it is, and everyone's like, "Ah!" <laughs> and I was like, "All right, folks." I looked around. I was like, "We're at Disneyland." Yes. Uh, life's pretty darn good. Yes. But what what happened was. Because like everything in the park is sort of timed against what's happening is yeah. we went to Space Mountain and there was no music playing over there because everything had come down for the fireworks. For the fireworks. Yeah. So it was really eerie standing in line at Space Mountain with very few people and like no and noise no yeah. whatsoever. It just felt sort of that is a little weird. eerie. And it makes you realize like the ambiance like that they're able to sort of like build through oh, music yeah. and everything. Like it changes the feel of the park. Yeah. But it was a blast. We did the sweetheart night. We stayed until almost one o'clock in the morning, stumbled back to our hotel and then got up the next morning and went back and did California adventure and Disneyland Amazing. again. And, you know, got to do a bunch of the rides that, you know, we haven't done since we had kids. We got to do like the big kid rides. Nice. What'd uh, you do? Oh my gosh. We did Incredicoaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did Space Mountain, mm-hmm. obviously. Big Thunder Mountain. Yep. We did. Uh, my wife got to do Rise of the Resistance. Amazing. And Smuggler's Run for the first time. Awesome. She hadn't been on either one of them. And I got to say, um, I still have yet to be selected as a pilot I know. on Smuggler's Run. Can we all agree, listeners out there, maybe you'll agree with me on this, Eric, the engineer role <laughs> is like, name. it's really like a bummer because <laughs> yes. not only do you like not play much of an important role, right. but you got to stare at the lights the whole time. Yeah. So you don't get, even get to watch like what's happening. Yeah. And like, if your ship starts to break down, like engineers, get come on. on you're like, I'm just trying to enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah. um, but I've been, I was a gunner yeah, again. Yeah. And I got to say the whole, that whole experience hinges entirely on your pilots. Mm-hmm. If your pilots are no bueno, your ride is kind of a no I, bueno. <laughs> I've also never gone on that ride with someone other than my kids being the pilots. Oh. So I think I would get frustrated if it was like strangers. Yeah. If I was in a pod with strangers and somebody else was the pilot and I yeah. couldn't like yell at them. Like I yell at my kids. I'm like, pull up, <laughs> pull up, pull you know, blasters now. You know, yeah. like we get intense. But if it was strangers, I wouldn't feel comfortable. Well, it was a couple. It was a couple. And like, I don't know how long they'd been together. They were probably like mid 30s to sure. 40s. Like, maybe found each other a little bit later in life. Maybe met each other through like a dating app or sure. whatever. And she clearly had been on the ride before, but he clearly had not. Yeah. And she's like, sweetie, got to go hyperspeed. <laughs> like, you know, and it was just like, it was so kind and so sweet. She goes, I'm going to need to pull up just a little bit. That's just, a, just a little bit. We're going to line it behind. Right. And I'm like, beep, 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 beep. I'm like, you need me to take over? Let me drive this thing. And then we got off as we were walking out. The, you know, the cast member was there. I was like, rough ride, man. He goes, yeah, I felt it. <laughs> Cause we were just like boom, boom, yeah, running yeah. into like every oh, tower you could yeah. ever imagine. Uh, but we had a great time. And what was really cool. And I brought this with me today is that for magic key holders, they gave you like a little special item. Cause like at the cool. event, you got like these credentials, which I have here, this like lanyard that says Fun. sweetheart's night on it. Uh, and everybody was wearing those and you got, uh, you know, like a special bracelet you had to wear and there was like special foods. But for Magic Key Holders, they gave us this. We waited in line over at the launch bay okay. in Tomorrowland. And I am still trying to figure out what this is. Can I see it? Yeah, take a look at that. 
So for the listeners, uh, it looks like a coaster. It's got Donald on one side, and it also Daisy looks on like the other. a price tag almost. Yeah, I, I was like, is this an ornament? Because it's got like a pre-stamped little hole right. in the top of it. I suppose you could put it in an ornament and then like have it, if you would, would be, what would be fun is to put it on a string and then spin it a bunch mm. of times and then let it unfurl and it would probably look like Donald and Daisy were Is that, like, do you think? Kissing. There were no instructions that's my, uh, with that's this. That's my best What's advice. It? But I love that idea. Part of me is like, should I just hang it on my Christmas tree? Yeah. This year, because it feels like it needs to be hung. Yes, somewhere, right? Because yeah. like you wouldn't put it like in a you know, binder. You should, do, you should write on the bottom, two thousand twenty-three. Okay, and then you remember the year that you went uh, sweetheart's night. Okay, and yeah, I think that's good. I thought you were going to say you should write on the bottom, "What is this?" and then put it in an envelope, <laughs> send it back, and mail it to Disneyland and see what they say. Wait, can I tell you a great story that <laughs> has nothing to do with what you're talking about, but a little bit? Yeah. Um. So. I, when we lived in New York City, there's a clothing company called ASOS that I love. Okay. They're based in England. Okay. They're like, kind of like an H&M sort of vibe, except they sell other people's clothes as well. It's not right. like just their own clothes. Um, anyways, I, I love them. They sell a lot of very cool kind of hip, trendy clothes and stuff. And I order a lot from them, and they have a very good return policy, so a lot of times I'll order like... $900 worth of oh clothes gosh. and then I'll send back $800 of it. You know, and you like, don't have to pay for shipping. You don't have to pay for shipping. Wow. And it's like, they just have a very easy return policy. Okay. So, um, so anyways, I had ordered a big thing and then I, you know, did whatever and kept whatever and sent my returns back. And then it was right when I was going on tour with, uh, Margaritaville. Okay. And so I'm out on tour with this show and, uh, Lisa, my wife calls me and she's like, you've got to stop ordering clothes. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, another box from ASOS just came to the house. Like, what are you doing? You have to stop ordering clothes. And I was like, okay, babe, I'm really sorry. But in my mind, I'm like, I don't think I ordered anything else. Like, I did that big order right before I left, but I don't think I ordered anything else. But I didn't want to fight. I was just like, right. okay, I'm sorry. And so then I eventually came home, you know, like a month later. And she's like, oh, there's your ASOS box. And I open it up. It is our TV remote that has been missing for the full three months that I was on tour. Oh, my What happened gosh. was right before I left for tour, I ordered this big order and I scooped up all these clothes and put them back into the box to yeah. send back to England. And in that scoop, I grabbed our TV remote and it got put in the box. Oh, my gosh. And ASOS from England sent it back in a bag with a letter saying, this is not an ASOS uh, item. We cannot accept this return. Oh, my return. goodness. Instead of just throwing it away, they sent it back to us. So my wife's like, there's the remote that That's you that amazing. for three months. Shout out to ASOS. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? You know what I need to do is I need to mail this to ASOS. <laughs> yes. And, and then maybe they'll clearly have an answer. They'll have an answer of what it is. Yeah. Well, I, at least I know I'll get it back. Mm -hmm. Whether I get an answer, I don't That's know. Right. So if you are a Disney cast member or you're listening to the show and you know what this is supposed to be because on the map like they had a very special like map for the event yeah uh, and it said you know magic key holders can get a valentine so they said that this was a valentine okay but i'm still trying to understand the whole portion yeah so i don't i don't know if you're it, if you're it really makes it look like a price tag it looks like a price tag or an ornament or something you're supposed to hang yeah somewhere so disney cast members who are listening to the show uh please you know shoot us a dm let us know what this you know magic key holder thing is supposed to be and i do have one other magic key holder item that i got at california adventure the day before okay. or i guess the day of sweetheart's night 
is, you know, they have the the Lunar New Year celebration yeah. going on right now. And you got like Mortimer uh, is, you know, all over the park and Oswald. Uh, is it Mortimer and Oswald? I think it's Mortimer yeah. and Oswald, right? So if you go to like the Lunar New Year celebration area, if you're a magic key holder, they give you a special button. Oh, fun. Specifically for uh, Lunar New Year. Um, so I'm going to hang on to this. I always love like that they do that for, you know, when it used to be annual passes back in the day. And now magic key holders that whenever they're having like special celebrations, yeah, there's always like a little a something little special they yeah. do for the magic key holder. So you got it. I don't know if you got yours yet. Did you? Uh, we did get our magic key. But did you get the button? No, I did not get oh, the button. Okay. Um, speaking of Lunar New Year, did yeah. you see the lady that jumped on the Lunar New Year float at, I don't know if it was at Disneyland or Disney World. No. But uh, th- it was just this past week. They were like doing the parade and uh, like an older grandma looking kind of woman ran from the side of watching the parade what jumped onto one of the floats did a little wave for a couple seconds oh and then gosh. like ran back to her spot a grandma did this <laughs> yes what is it like yes i feel like we're collectively like sort of just like uh slowly devolving devolving <laughs> society right now yes. like when like you can't even trust grandmas anymore grandmas like you can't take them to disneyland anymore <laughs> they're just jumping on up on floats oh, and participating man, really but funny. Anyway, got a bunch of goodies. I, I bought uh, a little souvenir for myself as nice. well. I don't know if you saw, and maybe this is a good transition to your experiences. They've got all this new merch, but they're really leaning into like the '90s throwback vibe. Yeah. Like they have those like dad hats mm-hmm. that have like that little like rope. Yep, that goes across yeah. the brim right yeah. now. I couldn't bring myself to get that hat. Sure, but they did have like a cool trucker hat with like an old school looking Mickey on it. Nice, and I I bought myself. I love that. That one sounds of those. good. And with the Magic Key discount, you that just has can't been, go wrong. I will say Disney proper, like when you're at the parks for men at least, I feel like the fashion options of clothing have been lacking. I don't not, disagree. With not you, that yeah. there's no options, but they just like. Everything seems geared towards like a dad from Iowa in his fifties, mm-hmm. like, and I'm like, yeah, but what about like somebody who's like young and cool and hip and wants to like <laughs> still rep Disney? And there's plenty of brands that do that that yes. are you know like third party brands and even official Disney merchandise that's sold you know online and you know through Disney.com. But like in the parks, I've found mm. that I've I've always been looking for like a really great hat or a really great hoodie yeah. or something like that. And they had a hat that I have been wanting for a long time because my name's Danny, right? Yeah. I just want the classic Disney D oh, yeah. on a hat. And I found it in the hat shop right on Main Street. Um, and I was like, there it is. Yeah. And I grabbed it, but it was one of those hats that has like a really shallow inside oh, to yeah. it. And like... Shallow hat. Nothing worse than a shallow hat. Dude, let me... <laughs> sometimes they, I can get it to sure. work but this one was just a little too shallow yeah. where like i was like i feel like my head's not fitting inside yeah. of this thing it was like it was in between a hat that fits and a yamaka like yeah. it was sort of like or dis- or mickey ears <laughs> yes exactly and i was like if i want mickey ears i'll buy them yeah. so i was super bummed because i thought finally i'm gonna get yeah that hat i've wanted for so long so i i'm sure if i go online yeah i'm sure you can maybe listeners it. know of like a great spot to get like that classic disney d yeah the disney hat and the, like with the 1955 stitched yeah. on the side or something like um, that um I the hat I've always wanted, but I've just never bought, is the train conductor hat with Ooh. the Mickey ears. Have you ever seen that one? Yes. So it's like the kind of that gingham or I guess denim gingham kind of look, with okay. kind of like blue stripes, um, and then it has the big Mickey ears. Like that. That's been something that looks really cool. I think. I think when I was a kid, I had either the Donald hat or the Goofy hat. I definitely had 
the Pluto hat. Okay. Those are still around. Yeah. People still rock those. I mean, I more power to you. Um, did I ever tell you the story of, and we need to get to your trip to Disneyland, sure, yes. but speaking of hats, did I ever tell you the story of the time I went with a group of friends that I knew from like community theater growing up and we all decided to get hats and I got a Captain Hook hat. Nice. Did I tell you this story? No. And like a big pirate hat? Yeah. Like yeah. the big pirate hat and it had like, you know, Captain Hook, like, you know, logo, like right in the middle, sure, yeah. like a patch or something like that. And we all got our names stitched yeah. on the hat. And so we get our, you know, the stitching and da da da. We're going around the park. We're taking pictures, whatever. And we're in line for Pirates of the Caribbean, I think. And I'm looking. I was like, oh, let me see the photos, you know, you got. And I'm looking through a friend's phone, and I'm looking at this picture of just me with like a snarly face, with like I'm like doing like I'm Captain Hook, right? And I zoom in on my hat, and I go, what? And I pull off my hat and I look at it. They spelled my name with three N's, <laughs> and it said <laughs> it was Danny J. Denny. And this is where it gets really fun, Eric. <laughs> and so I was like, well, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And so I go back to the hat shop on Main Street and I walk and I go, oh, excuse me. Unfortunately, my my name yeah. was, was spelled wrong. My name's Danny. And they're like, well, how many N's are in your name? And I was like, the amount that are in the name. She goes, one. And I was like, two. Dude. Like every time the name Danny has ever like appeared, D A N N Y. That's hilarious. I know. So did they fix it for you? They did fix it for okay. me. Yeah, and I still have the pictures to this day. I mean, I'll post it on our our Patreon. Yeah. Like me, like not realizing that my hat's right. like Danny. Danny J, and it's all in cursive, so it just looks like a sure, string yeah. of like ends yeah, yeah. all the way across. Oh, but uh, that's one that's of my good. Disney hat fails. But let's talk about uh, your Disneyland experience. Um, How was it? It was great. We went on Friday. We went after school. Okay. So it was we we thought this might happen, and it sure did. We got stuck in the dreaded Oof. two hour traffic so you know, brutal which is a pain because like where i live if there's like zero traffic if we go on like a sunday morning yeah we can get down to disneyland in 35 minutes right but and usually we like about 45 to an hour but we just we hit that rush hour traffic and there's no other road you can take like yeah. you, there's no taking side streets you just are stuck there so it was a little bit of a bummer of the drive down but we surprised the kids. We didn't tell them that we were going down there. So, so cool. that was super fun. Uh, we've done... What was the reaction when, when you pulled up? Well, Sophie saw it first, and she started crying. Oh. And then she, like... Miles was... Uh, I think he was reading his book or something, and, and we were, like, pulling into the parking lot. And she, like, grabbed him and kind of, like, shook him. And he, like, looked up, and he was like... Oh, 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 oh. And he was just so excited. Oh, that's the best. And because we didn't tell them that we got magic keys, we didn't tell them we were going. Oh so like it gosh. was a true surprise. And we're like, we got magic keys, guys. And so it was very exciting. So uh, we went in. And you posted and that on our, our Instagram and our TikTok. I did. So yes, if people yes. want to see that moment when Miles, yes, where Miles discovered out. it, yeah. go to uh, at Disney Countdown Show on Instagram or TikTok. And you can see just his the way his eyes mm -hmm. lit up was just. Really and I love cool. that you had Disney music playing in the yeah, background yeah. as yeah. it was as it was happening. Well, was we were listening to the Disney XM channel like the whole way down. But see, here's the thing: is my kids are they're smart, and yeah. so we've fooled them in this way so many times that now any time we're like driving anywhere, <laughs> we can't wear any Disney paraphernalia, or they will know what's happening. Oh, smart! So I have to put all the like Disney clothes in the back and smart. hide them. And then what we told them was we said that we had to go down to La Mirada to get something for my wife's work. Okay. And so they were like, okay. And 
but then once we got there, I was like, and here's your ears and here's some, uh, you know, <laughs> oh, here's a dude, sweatshirt. That's so you good. Know, so it was great. Um, so we went in. Um, we only did uh, Disneyland proper. Okay. Um, uh, because we just we didn't have that much time. By the time we got into the park, it was probably six thirty. You know. So, right. Um, and we what did we do first? We we got popcorn first, which was great. I mean, that's smart. Um, smart got to first do that because we also didn't have any dinner. So got popcorn, fuel up. popcorn was the dinner. Popcorn is um, a great option. Yeah. Then we did uh, Buzz Lightyear was our first thing. Yes. I did pretty good. Your, What'd you score? I was like, uh, let's see. I took a picture of it. Did you, you take my, my I advice? I definitely took your advice. Did you hit the target, the big target on Zerg? In uh, that in like second that room? he's holding or whatever, like on the inside of him, well, sort of? It's hidden. Okay, maybe I didn't then. You didn't want me to tell you where it was, but there's a hidden target in that room. Okay. And maybe I'll do a TikTok about it for people who want to know yeah. like a good strategy for when you're playing Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. In that second room, when Zerg is sort of up on that podium and he's really close to you and he sort of like swings back and forth, yeah. he has a hidden target on his person. Okay. But it's not like a square target. It's like just a, a sensor that's hidden in Good Zerg. To know. Yeah. I did, uh, my score was 129,300, okay. which I felt was respectable. It was like level four or whatever. Do you want to know what I got? No, two days I don't. Prior? Okay. I just don't curious, at all. Just curious. Just um, curious. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a competition, Danny. No, no, not at all. Jesus. Not at all. I wasn't on the leaderboard. If that oh, makes you God. feel better. Okay. Um, it was helpful, though, for me because the ride got stopped like right in the first room. And, oh. I, and I was locked on a good, um, the front of a robot. And oh, I was just like, that's the dream. <laughs> that is and the I was dream. like, please don't start it. I'm in the perfect <laughs> spot. And I like didn't move and I just kept lighting it up. Oh. Um, so we did Buzz Lightyear, which was super fun. Then we went, um, we, what do we do next? We did Storybook Cruises, okay, which was really fun. Um, Miles wanted to do that. And I had never done that late at night where it's like dark, mm. dark. I'd done it like at dusk, but at this point it was fully... Were there crows in the tree? In the line? Remember I told you about like yeah. in the queue? Um, I didn't see the crows, okay. but I saw plenty of ducks out in the oh, yeah. in the, uh, the lands. Those are the best. Um, so that was really fun. And then we did, we tried to do Small World, which was a bummer, but they had shut it down because of the fireworks. Oh, right. Um and then we did... Did you watch the fireworks? We did. The fireworks were spectacular. Dude. Did the you new... cry during the show? Uh, I didn't cry, but I loved it. It okay. was... I, I didn't cry because I was... My feet were really because hurting. Because I'm a man. I had... Uh, <laughs> Miles was on my shoulders. My yeah. neck was killing me. Uh, or no, I was holding him. I was holding him, which is actually even worse than yeah. on the shoulders. So my arms were like, okay, switch to the other side. <laughs> switch to the other side. Um because he's getting big. Yeah. Um, but I loved I loved the music. I loved the like complete mashup of all of these Disney yes. songs. Like truly like one line, one line, one line. It wasn't just like here's a part of a song and now here's another part of yeah. a song. It was really like completely interweaved, um, which was great. And I thought the fireworks themselves were really awesome and really like timed well mm. to the music. Um, we got to see Baymax, which was really awesome. Uh, he wasn't out around. when I was there. We had no fireworks and no Baymax. Oh, we had Baymax and we had the Blue Fairy, Dude. which I had never seen the Blue Fairy before. There was no Tinkerbell, but the Blue Fairy came out of the castle and then flew down, okay. which was very cool. Um, so, yeah, we loved the fireworks. What we did is we got a spot kind of right in the middle, right by the partner statue. Right. Um, but we were near the back, but then they kind of made everybody stand up, so we moved up. And I had gone to get food at uh, the uh, place by, uh, kind of right behind the Matterhorn, near 
Like, oh, it's called the, like Galactic. Yeah, it's right something. in between Matterhorn and like Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Galactic so, Grill is yeah, that Galactic called? Grill. I think okay. So. so, and I was very proud of myself. I did a real dad move. I had Lisa wanted a hot tea. I had that. I had a uh, soda in the other. So two drinks in one Whoa. hand. I had a water bottle in my hoodie pocket along with Lisa's veggie wrap in my pocket, wow. my hoodie pocket. And then me and Miles and Sophie all got chicken fingers, so I just got three orders of them, dumped them all into a bag, like all together, Dude. threw some sauces in there, and then I like came back to the you know super crowded place, and I was like, boom! And then we just because we had to wait, you didn't have a tray, you just no carried tray, it all in your I just hands. carried Dude, it all. That is a pro Disney and, uh, right and then there. just got there to the spot, and then as we waited for the fireworks, we sort of ate dinner just right oh there, my which was gosh. great. Um, and then we did we did something else. Lisa did Dumbo. And the carousel with the kids while cool. I went to go film a little thing in front of uh, Rise of Resistance. Nice. Uh, which was closed. Um, and then we did Smuggler's Run. I think that was how we ended the night, which was really fun. And the kids were uh, actually this time Sophie was a pilot and Lisa was a pilot. And oh, wow. Me and Miles were gunners. Well, that's fun. Um, you guys were running the show. Yeah, but it was fun. We had a good time. The kids were super excited. It was great to like be back in Disneyland. We love even just the like, just the walking around, even mm. not even doing any rides. Like I'd yep. like to do the rides, obviously, but just being in the park and walking down Main Street and like hearing the music and like it all just like fills my soul so much. So we had a great time. I was very, very happy. Sounds amazing. Back. My favorite part, we didn't get the fireworks, but like when they do the mashup of Out There from mm -hmm. Hunchback with I think it was, I want to say it was like Moana. Yeah. And there were a couple of like they all hit these like this four yeah, part yeah. harmony yeah i literally had like chills like yeah. down my arms and like my eyes were welling up Amazing. it's something about that music and that show that just it touches every part of your the music was so good i want to see if one of these like amazing disney influencers has like somehow grabbed the audio and like made it clean because i would love to listen to that track we should do at some point a countdown of maybe like top five songs that were used like in a show yeah. Be it a parade or be it like the fireworks spectacular, because sure. there's some there's some good ones. There's some great ones. Great parade uh, music. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, that's a good that's epic, a good count. Epic. Um, very cool. Now, Danny, someone is knocking at the proverbial door, and it's mm. very exciting. We have are they coming through the turnstiles? They're coming through the turnstiles. They have their annual pass, magic key, ready to go. <laughs> this is our first guest. I on know. The Disney Countdown I'm very excited. We I'm a are, nervous. Yeah. We are super lucky. This person is a Disney influencer who is very popular and very, very knowledgeable about all things Disney. Yep. We are very excited to welcome to the Disney Countdown Show, the Dapper Danielle. Yes. Straight Woo! from Florida. Hello. Welcome. How are you, Danielle? I'm very good. It's good to hear y'all and see y'all and whatnot. So, yes, you have the Disney Worlder over here talking to the Disneylander. <laughs> it feels very fitting, right, that you and I were just both at Disneyland Park. Yes. And now we've got someone who's out there in Florida on the East Coast who's there at, the, at Walt Disney World Resort all the time can really shed some light on what's happening over there. Because, you know me, like... I've only been to Walt Disney World two or three times. Right. So, like, I feel like I don't have that intimate understanding of the parks and the culture and all the ins and outs of factoids and best way to get from here to there and all that yeah. sort of stuff like I do with Disneyland. And it's a very different thing. And I'm sure, Danielle, what's your experience with Disneyland? I know you're based in Florida, so you're more of a Disney World kind of gal. But do you, have you been to Disneyland? Like, what's your comparison between the two? Oh gosh, like you can't you can't compare the two though. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So 
Um, I did go to Disneyland when I was a kid. So we did do a whole like trip out to California, did Disneyland, San Diego Zoo, like all that kind of stuff when I was younger. And then after COVID, so actually, um, oh, no, 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 before COVID. In 2019, I, do, I did go out with a friend to D23. Nice. Ooh. And that was my first time as an adult returning to Disneyland. Yeah. And then jumping right into D23, which was amazing yeah. and over the top. Um, and then I just went out there this last November uh, for Dapper Day as well. So I have been to Disneyland here recently. And what's funny is, is that like when you look at my analytics for like my where my followers are from and whatnot, there's a large amount that are from like New Jersey, ten Tennessee, Chicago. Um, but the largest amount are actually California based uh followers yeah. because they know all about their park but they don't know about my park sure so that's why a lot of them follow me for information i love that i i've said this uh, we talked about this on our podcast a couple weeks ago but i have this theory that if you looked at disney world my guess is that it would be about 80 percent tourists and about 20 percent people that live in central florida and are you know going there all the time it's a much more not everyday kind of thing but you know once a month kind of thing for them. Whereas at Disneyland, my guess is that it's 60% locals and 40% tourists. Is that what I said or did I flip that? I don't know. That's a lot of numbers. But something like that. There, yeah. My point being that <laughs> I, I feel like at Disneyland, you have a lot more people that are, I don't want to say casual Disney goers, but mm. it's not as much of like, this is our one trip to Disney in our life, which I think right. happens a lot at Disney World, which gives mm -hmm. both things a very mm -hmm. different vibe as you're navigating through through the experience, you know? Exactly. And there's a lot of things like even talking with friends here recently. So for a good example for this would be Minnie Mickey's Runaway Railway, yeah. right? And how we now have this on both coasts. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> they are slightly different though. And one of the main differences is the queue line. Right. Mm, right. And so the I mean, if you saw my video, I did talk about this on TikTok of someone was complaining like, oh, well, why can't we have this queue? And I said I did boil it down to theming is the reason why we can't have that queue here in Disney World. However, it also boils down to our type of guest. Right. That queue physically cannot exist with our guests that come and visit us. Mm, um, right. We like to say we can't have nice things because of them. <laughs> So um, it's just the expectation is different. The culture is different. Uh, like for y'all out in Disneyland, your main tourists that come and visit you are mostly from uh, Japan. Yeah. Right. As in like that side. And we have a lot of Brazilian tourists. We yeah. have a lot of UK tourists. So their expectations are totally different compared to what they expect in Disneyland. Totally. So it's very interesting when you boil down to the whole like technical side of it. Yeah. That makes so much more sense. I don't. I don't know if I ever thought about like epcot it being there and why it could why it makes so much more sense for epcot to be there on the sure. east coast rather than when they wanted to potentially do westcott here was that over there on the east coast you're so much closer to so many other countries, other countries yeah. we're on the west coast it's like we've got countries but they're all the way across the ocean where most of the people who are coming here are from the u.s so yeah. like they don't necessarily want to like walk through little Italy right. or whatever like for people I think who are from France or wherever it might be to be able to get a little taste of like home yeah is probably pretty nice for those people yeah. I would imagine I could well, be totally wrong about why it works is it the opposite 
It is the opposite because so Disney World actually caters more so to the Midwesterner. And there's mm. a large average that the Midwesterner will actually never leave the United States in their life to be able to go travel. Yeah. So oh. they literally have brought the outside world to Florida so that way they could experience all these different cultures without having to leave the cult the right. Comfort of the United States, if that makes sense. That wow, makes that does total make sense. sense. Yeah, total sense. Um, Danielle, tell us. Let's rewind for you. Where, <laughs> where, like, where are you from? How did you first get introduced to Disney? Give us a little bit of your backstory and how you came to become the Dapper Danielle. Oh gosh. Um. Well, okay. I started working at Disney the week before I graduated high school. So I started at the age of eighteen, and it was supposed to be just a part-time gig. Yeah. And, um. I ended up, well, of course, life just ends up happening. Yep. And I end up staying with Disney for nine and a half years. Wow. And I finally just left the company in November of 2021. Okay. But how I got my start as an influencer was because of COVID. Yeah. Mm. So like anybody that started on TikTok as one of the OGs of TikTok. So everybody <laughs> turned on the app when everybody was shut down in yep. 2020. Right. So I worked at the time in a very, very small jewelry shop in Disney Springs. It's called Ever After Jewelry Company. Uh -huh. And at, we only had maybe 15, 20 cast members. So it was a very close-knit work family. And so we're all locked down. We have no idea what's going on. We've just been told, oh, you know what? We're just going to be on leave for two weeks. It'll just be a two-week vacation. Yeah. <laughs> and then it becomes a three-week and then a four-week. And I'm the coordinator. So people are texting and calling me of like, Danielle, have you heard anything? I'm like, no, nobody knows nothing. Yeah, it's right. fine. And so one of the girls during one of our little Zoom get together chats, she's like, hey, Danielle, there's this app called TikTok. You should like totally download it and um, you should make some like funny videos and send it to the group chat. And I was like, OK, that sounds good. <laughs> so I did these really goofy, really cringy uh, videos to send to my work friends. And then a couple weeks go by and then one of them says, yeah, well, you know, you should talk about your Disney facts. Mm. Yeah okay well maybe i'll just throw a couple in there well eventually as disney world starts to reopen right um disney springs was one of the first and only locations to reopen this is before the parks before whatever right and i had one of the highest seniorities in disney springs as a full-timer mm. and there were only five full-time trainers that were trained in merchandise. Right. So I was one of the first people to come back and teach people how to wash their hands and how to wear right. masks, <laughs> which is so weird looking back on it. Right. But um, I kept up TikTok as something fun. So work was very stressful at the time. It, yeah. Like we were in a whole different new world, having to social distance, yelling at people that didn't have their masks on, all this other crazy stuff. So my way of like relaxing and detoxing was I would get in my car in the grapefruit garage of disney springs <laughs> i'm still in my cast member outfit i just had my name tag off and i would say like either funny stories or something positive that happened that day at work yeah. and then those videos started going a little viral like they started getting their little trickle effect of people starting to follow me and i was like okay well this is interesting i gotta be careful what i say though right <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh eventually it got to the point where well um, I was, I was still doing videos and whatnot. 
And then I started this little jingle. My friends, I just did it for funsies one night. I was like, well, random Disney things in the middle of the night that you probably don't care about, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Yep. <laughs> and that video did really well. And my, my bestie texts me. Actually, she interacts with your comments regularly. So Jill, wait for it. Oh, nice, well, yeah. Jill, wait for yes. it. Yeah. We just read yes, her so review. Yeah. Or no, she sent us a DM. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Yes, and she started following you guys because of the uh, Christmas podcast. Yeah. And then when she started doing the Disney one, she's like, Danielle, we got to listen to this one too. <laughs> um, so she actually introduced me to y'all. Oh, but thanks, uh, she's the one that texted me and said, girl, you need to keep that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And so eventually it just kind of stuck around. So it became random Disney things in the middle of the night that you probably don't care about, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Yeah. And so I would say that in the beginning of my episodes and it slowly just it caught on. Yeah. And uh, it kept growing and I, my following kept growing until the point where when we started to reopen fully, yeah. if that makes sense, yeah. we're getting back into a new normal masks were kind of getting a little lessened and whatnot. I started getting recognized in the store. Oh, wow. Which again is a very small jewelry store <laughs> and I'm also coordinating. Right. And so I have somebody that's having like not not an argument but it's getting very heated at me and then at the same time i have somebody recognize me try to come up and take a take photo with me. I'm like, <laughs> you, i am so sorry you can't return this because it's been used in war merchandise from over three years ago so i can't like do that um and so it kind of got to the point of trying to decide okay do i stick with disney do I go ahead and become a full-time influencer? Yeah. I was in that really caught between a rock and a hard place. Right. And eventually after much crying, much deliber uh, deliberating, um, I did end up deciding to take a step back from Disney. It probably is not out of my future entirely, yeah, yeah. but taking a step back for right now and doing this influencer thing for right now. I love it. I, I love that. I, I have a question actually, because, you know, Danny and I obviously was starting Disney Countdown. We've been following a lot of the Disney influencers and it's such an awesome community of yeah. positivity and joy, which is like the main kind of staples of what we're trying to do as well um, with our podcast. What has Disney's like official Disney response? If there's like an official or even just a like sort of hush hush on the side, like, are they cool with all this? Are they feel like they want to have more control? Like what's their kind of official and unofficial take on this from what you're hearing? You know, I'm even not sure right. because when I started TikTok, it was before Disney even acknowledged it being like a thing. Right. Right. It was before Disney even created their own Disney TikTok right. groups. It became like a part, it would actually became like a job for social media yeah. and whatnot. So at first they really didn't love it. Mm. Right. And then, um, especially there were cast members that are coming in and like airing all their dirty laundry right. mm. and whatnot. So I was one of the few that wasn't doing that. Yeah. So it, and of course I prefaced when I did work for the company, I prefaced everything with, again, I do not speak for the brand or for the company. Yeah. I remember and that. Yeah. I had to do that um, just to keep Disney on the, my good side yeah. and me keep my job and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think now they're kind of okay with it, but say you do post something and you are working. So one thing that if you're a cast member, you post something. If you have your name tag on, that's the big no-no. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. Because you're having your name tag on is a symbol that you are technically right. on the clock. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it also depends on your immediate leadership. It depends on what your role is at Disney. So if you are a 
like I was considered a coordinator. So I wasn't just a regular frontline cast member. I had responsibilities, but I wasn't a leader. Right. So I had to be very careful in what I said because that reflected my location. Right. So every, every video, every cast member, everything's a different circumstance. So I don't know. There's not really a, a yes or a no answer for that if they are okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that the whole state of the world is still trying to really figure out social media as a whole you know i mean right. obviously it's such a part of everybody's life but you know contractually things intellectual property stuff all this stuff is still being sort of figured out but yeah i i just have to say like i just think it's so cool that you have this thing that you love so much in life being disney that now you get to talk about it all the time i mean eric and i you know when we launched the christmas podcast we thought oh we'll just do this for fun Maybe for like a couple months, we'll talk about Christmas, this thing we love, and then we'll sort of just go on with our lives and do something else. But then all of a sudden it becomes viable and you start finding this audience who loves this thing as much as you love it. And some of them love it so much more than you ever thought you could possibly love it. And so I'm just curious, like, what is the feeling for you, you know, as this person who gets to talk about this thing that you love so much and that is what you do and to see the response of these people and what it means to them to be able to get these nuggets of information that that you share with them it's it's honestly really weird um, <laughs> because a lot of the stories and a lot of things i know come from my experience and my time working as a cast member so again i worked there for nine and a half years and i worked multiple different lines of business I cross-trained in multiple different locations around Disney World property from resorts, parks, everywhere. And uh, so you get to meet, you get to know these cast members that had been with the company for 50 years. Yeah. And you find those, I call them the old timers mm. in that location. And they know all the legends and, <laughs> oh, these things happen then. And you listen to them and you listen to their stories. And that's how you learn about these things. Right. Well, uh, one of my things is taking into account those stories, but also just really appreciating like the tiny, tiny details. Mm, yeah. And one great example of this is that I started talking a lot about Muppet Courtyard right which is over in hollywood studios mm -hmm. has some fantastic theming to jim henson to the muppets and one of the sons of the imagineers sent me a private email and said thank you so much for bringing attention to something that my dad put his whole heart and life into wow. that he never got appreciation for until you started talking about it and i was wow. like my heart and yeah. uh, it was like those kind of moments are fantastic. Or even like uh, I did a whole thing on YouTube talking about the Christmas trees. So shining Christmas, but talking about Christmas at Disney World and decorating and what my favorite tree was, which is still the art of animation tree. And I got a message from the cast member that actually designed it. And he said, thank you so much for understanding my theming and my message of what I want to try to get across. This means the world to me. And just so that appreciation from the people that made it and created it, that that's really what I'm doing it for. That is awesome. It is, you know, from our perspective, it sounds like you feel the same as like, it is the most fulfilling thing when people reach out to you and share what it means to them, whether they're a cast member, whether they're the person who designed that tree or whether they're just someone who loves this thing that, that you love as well and them sharing what that means to them. You know, I, I don't know if you get messages like this, but we get a lot of people who will reach out and say like, you know, I've been going through a really tough time in my life and just being able to like listen to your show or watch your content. Like it's a light. 
in my life. And like, yeah. that's so much more important than I think like yeah. the numbers and all that sort of stuff. And I think it goes back to like the heart of Disney to the heart of Christmas is like, it really is about joy. It really is about community. And I think that's one of the beautiful things that you all, the Disney influencer community are doing is like, you are just spreading, I think this essence of magic that Walt had inside of him that he passed on to anyone who came across his path. And then that generation passed it on. It's like, it almost feels like you guys are like the new wave of like Walt magic messengers sort of going out. Like you are the beholders. Yeah. You hold the magic and you are just spreading it beautifully. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful that you guys are doing, um, what you're doing. Um, as you know, the, the format of our show is we do, we do countdowns and we thought, um, well, you are such an expert on things that are happening at Walt Disney world. We would love for you to do a top five for us talking about maybe your top five favorite attractions and then they give us some fun facts, uh, about those attractions. If you're game to do that with us today. Absolutely. Or even if you if you have any questions as I'm going through my top five, okay, please great. This might become a great. four hour episode before you know it. We have questions. Oh, so. goodness. <laughs> well, okay. So for the top five, I decided to just start with my personal top five attractions across Disney World property that I personally love. Yes. And if people follow me on any of my socials, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, whatever, nobody's going to be surprised by my top three. I'm already going to warn that because I talk about them way too much. Um, But number five is actually going to be Spaceship Earth. I see that poster right there behind you. So it's my favorite little geodesic sphere. She's so pretty. Um, Oh, goodness. I love Spaceship Earth. It's a lot of people are complaining that it needs to be refurbished. I will actually agree with them that it does need some love and some TLC. Because the last time it was really updated was back in 2007, reopened in 2008 with the Judy Dench voice layover. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of my fun fact is that uh, during that voice layover, they added to the time machines, these interactive screens. Have you guys ever been on it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. With the interactive screen. So you pick your own future as you're going backwards, back into, back into your current time and whatnot. And really what those screens are doing is that it's distracting you Mm. from the rooms that are around you. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Because that portion of the ride used to be very boring, yeah. right? There used to be these scenes off to the left that would show like the children of tomorrow and like what it's going to look like having a uh, paperless office and like all these right. other type of things. Um, well, fun fact, those scenes are still there. <laughs> They're just covered up by a tarp. Oh my gosh. Wow. wow. Literally just a tarp. So, say that again? Literally just a tarp. Like. literally a black tarp wall (laughs) and the only way you can see it is if you basically do a backstage tour and i did have the opportunity to do this as a cast member and we went through and did a backstage tour and there's one little hole that's torn in the tarp that you can peek through and shine a flashlight in and you can see these mannequins just stuck there with like dust gathering on them and they're still there wow it's kind of eerie that is crazy yeah it is kind of but it feels so not disney to just like throw up a tarp and just be like pay no attention to the man behind the curtain over here you know well you have to figure so that happened during the uh the changing the changeover of like sponsorships that's when Mm. siemens took over it's whatever they had the budget for Mm -hmm. so they put all the budget into like the time machines and adding in the interactive part that they didn't want to put the budget into removing other scenes that they could just easily cover and hide so that's why i do want a, a like a little bit of a reimagining of 
we'll spaceship Earth. And it was announced during the 2019 D23, along with like the Mary Poppins attraction and whatnot. And Disney has announced that those were put off to the side burner. So AKA they're not happening. Right. So <laughs> that is the one thing that I wish would come back. Yeah. Wait, are they really doing a Mary Poppins attraction? They were. Okay. It was announced, like I said, it was announced during the D23. It was going to be themed after Mary Poppins Returns. They even had it for, in the Epcot Preview Center. It was still showing there that it was coming soon. It had this whole little cute layover. And then when we reopened the park after COVID, um, that scene just magically disappeared from the preview center. Oh, man. (laughs) And and then when Disney was asked to make a comment on it, they did say, yeah, after some reflection, we decided to put some stuff on the back burner. Mm. Is that code for focusing on like Guardians of the Galaxy and some of the other big elements? Because like I feel like Epcot's just getting so much cool new stuff right now, like over the last couple of years. If they can finish it. <laughs> <laughs> I, we're so happy we have Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. I think that was a fantastic addition. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see how Moana, the uh, Journey of Water, which is going to be the new interactive walk around area, see how that plays in. Yeah. It'll be really tying in some of the educational side that Mm. epcot is about but also making it disney intellectual property and whatnot so it'll be be interesting yeah i as a kid epcot i felt like i didn't get it it felt like let's just take me back to magic kingdom but when i went to epcot a couple years ago i was like oh my gosh i love epcot's my favorite i love this park so much i I would do two days in that park, you know, rather than like historically maybe like doing two days at Hollywood Studios or whatever. It's a it's a blast. It just feels like it keeps getting better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it gets better also as you get older as well. And you get to enjoy more of the um, alcoholic libations. Yeah. Yeah. The adult aspects, as it were, of of that park. Well, what a great selection for number five. Uh, What you got for number four? Yeah. Number four. Okay, so number four is people mover. Before you say this, I have to tell you, so I went on my honeymoon to Disney World. Did I ever tell you that? Yes. <laughs> so yeah. uh, we did like three days of our honeymoon at Disney World. And when we went on the people mover, they had like a little sign that said just married that they like put on the side of our car as we went around because we had like the bride and groom hats on and stuff. And I thought that was such a cool little thing that they did. It was very cool. Wait, do they do that for so everybody? Cool. I don't think they do that anymore. I don't know. I mean, this was in 2007. Yeah. But it was like it was a plastic like thing that as soon as they saw us, they were like, oh, here we go. And they put it on the side of our thing. And then as it went around, oh it had gosh. a just married sign. which was They got to really cool. bring that back. Yeah. Let's send a letter. Yeah. I awesome. love that. That's such a great little magical moment. Yeah. <laughs> so why do you yeah, love the people guys... mover so much? Well, I don't know. It's well, the fact that we have one and y'all don't anymore, I think yeah, is pretty funny. Fair, fair, um, yeah. But understandable why we have it and you guys don't. Like when you go through the whole history between the two, it's very interesting, very intriguing. Um, but I think one of the like things I really enjoy here actually recently, I don't know if you guys have been to Disney World here recently, but in July of 2022, the voice narrator changed for the update. Okay. So it actually references more of Tomorrowland's history than it did previously. So it actually talks about, um, let me see what I wrote down here in my notes. Oh, it references like the timekeeper. Hmm. I don't know if you remember that attraction at all. It featured no. um, Robin yeah. Williams. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. So it actually okay. makes reference of him. And it also references the old song from when the Carousel Progress originally moved from Disneyland to Disney World. Mm. The song was The Best Time of Your Life. Yep. Right? Right. It actually makes references to that moment in the 70s and whatnot. So it actually references more Disney history now than it did previously, That's which cool. I think is fantastic. The new theming of the voices. His name is, um, what is it again? It's O R A C five. I know that it's O R C. No. O- Orca. Is it? No. no. I'm just having I'm just having a blonde moment of forgetting how it's pronounced. Um, but yeah, so it's it's really great that it's referencing a lot of Disney history now. Yeah. I'm so jealous that Walt Disney World has the People Mover, and we don't. You know, I was just at, at Disneyland a few days ago, and. I just I found myself looking up pictures of what Disneyland used to look like when I was a kid because it's just it's so interesting to me that the tracks are still there. They're still there. But like nothing God. happens. Like I remember when they got rid of it and they brought in rocket rods and that was just a massive failure. And I know that like yeah. I think there's electrical issues if I remember correctly. There's something wrong with the electrical that runs there and the people mover was always breaking down and then when they replace it, rocket rods was always breaking down. But it's just like you have this this thing yeah, that's there and like yeah. it runs through Star Tours and back through Space Mountain and all the buildings are still there. Yeah. All you got to do is throw some cars on it yeah. and we could have a ride again. So I I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I have Maybe you can shed some light on this, Danielle. I know it's not necessarily was, Disney World. <laughs> I was joking with Lisa when we were in line for uh, Buzz Lightyear and we were looking at it. And I was like, they should make it like the High Line in New York and just like plant a bunch of like grass up there you and then make, you can just walk around on the you know <laughs> but i i'm i was looking at tomorrowland when i was there and i was like there's just so much unused space at tomorrowland and disneyland from the tracks of people mover to what used to be the starcade uh when you come out of space mountain um to like the launch bay which used to be you know america sings then it became an invention yeah well, yeah that that area in the it just feels like there's a lot of unused space there and I don't know if you know about this, but I feel like they got to have plans to do something with that soon. Maybe. Um, I don't know, because even Disney World's Tomorrowland is also really struggling. I mean, only because we're getting Tron now, does it feel like we're actually like doing something with that space? But we also have empty Stitch's Great Escape. That's still just a carcass of a shell that's just hanging out there. And that has room for an entire attraction in there. Um, And they finally gutted that gift shop that was attached to it and finally made an indoor seating space for the summer months. Okay. But it's, that's all that's there. Right. Um, so yeah, I totally feel, feel that when it comes to y'all's people mover, it is a little more difficult because our car systems and track are actually totally different. Mm. So our, the, the track and everything was custom made for Disney worlds and it's all one elevation while Disneyland's you actually change elevation and height. Right. So it makes it a little more difficult that you guys need a specific vehicle to be able to be placed on it. And it's whether or not Disney wants to hire a third company to be able to create it for them. Right. Right. Well, maybe with, you know, with Bob Iger back, you know, and his team going through the parks, fingers crossed some of those things. Get a people mover back in L.A. We'll see. I I feel like Danielle knows something that we don't know. (laughs) And we're going to have to tune into her TikTok to get the the breaking news, breaking Disney news once it comes out. All right. What do you got for number three? Number three, uh, no one's surprised by this one, is a Muppet Vision 3D at oh, Hollywood wow. Studios. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Oh, I love Muppets. I really, really do. The Because uh, you guys did have this 
show yeah also we did yeah over in california venture because y'all got yours in 2001 yeah i think it was right it was when the park opened in in the hollywood studios uh is our hollywood backlot sort of yeah. vibe there yeah Exactly. So for us in Disney World, it has uh, Muppet Vision 3D has a very interesting history to it overall. Because mm. um, I don't know if y'all are familiar with this, but the show itself was actually filmed in January of 1990, right? Okay. Jim Henson died May of 1990. Oh. So this is one of the last pieces of media that can be regularly filmed where Jim Henson was the director as well as the voice of Kermit. Yeah. Waldorf, and I believe uh, uh, Swedish Chef. Yeah. Okay, did he do Rizzo as well? Because I feel like there was like some controversy around. Like after he passed, there was like one actor. I think we talked about this on Disney or on, on Christmas Countdown. Who was allowed? Who was like he was the only one who trained under Jim Henson, and but I guess he wasn't pleasant to work with, and everyone was like, "You got to get rid of this guy." And so they did, but he was the only one who could do Rizzo's voice. So that's why Rizzo sort of like disappeared from like Muppet movies. Muppets yeah. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. That that's its own that's own <laughs> little hot take and whatnot right there. I'm gonna start a TikTok uh, that's all about Muppet facts yeah. uh in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. There actually is there is a guy on Instagram and I believe it's Muppet History. Okay. I'll have to double check that. But he goes through a lot of the history pieces of the Muppets Jim Henson side and whatnot. Um where I'm more of just the how Muppets affected the parks yeah, and yeah. like its role and whatnot. And we, so there for a while, there was supposed to be like a whole little land dedicated mm. to the Muppets, but everything was put on hold. So um, the attraction itself for Muppet Vision 3D didn't open up until May 16th of 1991, mm. which was the one year anniversary of Jim Henson's death. Right. So it's one of the last pieces of media to release after he had already passed, but it was still his voice. Right. Oh, wow. That's so interesting because like there's that's almost like shadows of Walt in a sense, because there were like rides that he was working on or films that he wanted to make, you know, like Aristocats and all that, that he didn't see to completion. But like there were things that still lived on. It almost feels like maybe there's like parallels between yeah. Jim Henson and Walt. I'm sure there were a lot of similarities between yeah. them as creatives as well. And sort of like oh, that yeah. magic spark that exists in, in a person. For sure. For sure. And now, let me think. Number two, nobody's surprised by. <laughs> Country Bear Jamboree. Yes! Wow. Yes! Wow. Love Danielle, me my we Country Bears. we are on bears. the same wavelength. <laughs> my God, yes. Okay, you are hitting all the hits for me. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. This one, I mean, this is this is something that either you love them or you hate them. There's no in between. Yeah. Uh, but I actually on my TikTok, I have one of my top pinned videos is talking about some of the history and creation of country bear jamboree. Yeah. And one of Walt Disney's last interactions before he passed because country bears was not meant to go into a park. It was supposed to go into mineral King ski resort mm. and that whole history. So definitely go check out my TikTok for that little story and tidbit. Yeah. Um, but my little fun fact is that the current show is five minutes and 55 seconds shorter than the original show. I thought that frankly, I went last time <laughs> I was in Orlando and I went to the country bear Jamboree cause I love it. I was like, this felt shorter. I couldn't tell what was Not missing, wrong. but it it felt shorter. Yeah. 
Yep. So in August of 2012, the show went through a refurbishment. Uh-huh. So the bears got reskinned, they got new hairdos, and they got fixed up clothes and whatnot. But they also took down the show a little bit in time. So mm. originally it was 15 minutes and 55 seconds. It is now an exactly 10 minute show. And they took out a lot of the banter between Max Buff and Melvin that the little heads are on the wall. They removed a fractured folk song and they also removed the song pretty little devilish Mary. Mm. So they still kept the best ones though. That's the main thing. They still kept uh, mama. Don't whoop little Buford. Yep. And uh, tears will be the chaser for your wine. They kept all the good ones. Blood (laughs) in the water. (laughs) Blood (laughs) in the sand. Oh my gosh. I love country bear jamboree. Did you know that Um, part of our country bear jamboree still lives on? Does it? Yeah. In the Winnie the Pooh ride. Oh really? Because that's where country bear jamboree was. In one of the rooms, as you're going through, if you turn around and look behind, the three heads are still really? on the wall there. As you exit the heffalump scene, yes. if you know. look directly behind you, they're right there. And also, the Pooh Bear animatronic, that he's there in the honey pot, bouncing up and down, yeah. that's where Teddy Bear's swing was. Wow. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's so now, cool. I have a question for you as, as a Disney expert. Would you consider those three heads to be hidden Mickeys? No, okay. not at all. Okay. No, those would just be extinct Disney hidden pieces. Ghosts okay. of the past. Because yes, I know because hidden Mickeys aren't always Mickeys, right? Like, you know, unlike Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, there's a there's a goofy head that sort of swoops over the water here. Because I've heard like I have that hidden Mickeys book and like it's not always Mickey's silhouette or or some sort of iteration of Mickey. Sometimes it might be Donald or it might be Minnie or whatever it might be, um, which I think makes it all the more exciting because it sort of challenges you to look for something just beyond mm-hmm. Mickey. Oh, yeah. So Oh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's a, a whole nother debate in itself because I would not consider anything that's not the shape of a Mickey head or a Mickey silhouette. I would not consider a hidden Mickey. What about the hidden Mickeys that are not intentional, but make the shape of Mickey's head? I do not count them. Okay. Like the barrels at the end of Pirates that are like the three barrels that definitely look like Mickey's head, but they say that's not a hidden Mickey. Right. right. I would I would say I do not count those okay. unless they are put there specifically and intentionally. Okay. We're going to do that countdown on, on our show at yeah, some yeah. point. It's like top 10 favorite hidden Mickeys in the parks. Well, I'll have to listen into that yeah, one for sure. Maybe you have to come back and join us <laughs> yes. if, you know, if you're interested. There you go. There you go. Um, all right. So what's your number one? Again, no one is surprised. Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railway, oh. or Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, is my number one attraction. Isn't that amazing? I, yeah, I'm obsessed. I'm really <laughs> I'm obsessed. Excited. Like, have you? So, have you guys had the opportunity to ride it yet over in Disneyland? No, I have not. I did it in at Walt Disney World, but my daughter was like two and a half at the time, and I think it was just a little too much with the darkness and the colors and the sound i think it was just too much and so i was so focused on like trying to soothe her that i feel like i couldn't right enjoy the experience oh my goodness it is it is so cool mostly because it is the first attraction really to feature mickey mouse where it's just him in his own storyline um i am also a fan of the new animation personally i love the new mini mickey shorts yeah they're great um But an extra fun fact, well, 
you might experience this also in your attraction. There are multiple different ride stories that are happening at the same time. So Minnie and Mickey are doing their own adventure. And then Pluto is on his own adventure throughout mm. the attraction because he's still following him, them with the picnic basket. Right. Oh, wow. So you can only see him depending on certain cars that, you in, that you're in. Oh. There's another third character that... Um, de- technically doesn't have a name, but by the cast members, she's been named Crustacea. Crustacea. Her na- she's a crab. <laughs> really? And she- yes. And she will randomly appear in certain show scenes. Oh my gosh. But you only can view her from certain cars. And it's kind of the way that, um, the tech team and Imagineering team, when Crustacea appears is how you know that the ride is in sync. Oh, oh okay with the right like projections and whatnot so like in the very first room where there's like the little bridges and Minnie and mickey jump out of their cars and you're just now entering into run a park and you're just in the first little showroom scene if you're in the very very last car and you look up to well on our right for our uh projections and you look underneath the bridge crustacea will literally pop out snap her little claws and then run away Wow. I love that. That's just brilliant because it makes you as like someone who gets to go to the parks a bit more frequently. It gives you something to look for, right? Um, It's sort of like we were just talking about Smuggler's Run and how really you want to be the gunners, like, or not the gunners, you want to be the pilot. And like, I've been on the ride four or five times now. I've never been a pilot on that ride. And it's like, every time I go, I'm like, come on, let this, let this be the time. Yeah. And then, you know, pretty much immediately, like this isn't gonna be the time. <laughs> like when they start like breaking down groups, you're like yeah. it's not my time. Yep. Um, Cause I just feel like it's, it, it's plusing, right? Like that's what we were talking about with Walt, like talking about like the rides and plusing is like finding ways to make it so that people want to come back because yeah. it, in its essence and its shell, it's the same ride, but you could have a different experience, yeah. uh, on that that same ride which is clearly what they've done with yeah. mickey and minnie's runaway railway um i'm so stoked to ride it i feel like you and i got to go on it maybe together for the first time i'm excited i have not there's been a lot of people posting like videos of like the queue and the ride and because i've never right. ridden it i'm like i've actually not been looking at them because i kind of want to experience oh. it like in person for the first time. So everything you were talking about there, I was like, I don't know what she's talking about. And I'm excited <laughs> to not know. Well, you know. see, now you're going to have to, you're going to have to go look for Pluto's story yep. specifically. He's probably the easiest one to go see. Okay. But I actually have not been able to get confirmation if Crustacea is regularly in the Disneyland version of the attraction. Ooh, we'll have to find out. So, we'll get back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, for sure. You got to find out for me. <laughs> and, uh, what what else there are some major key differences and some of that just comes down to the layout of the attraction so like where our end show scene is on the left side of the vehicle y'all's end show scene is on the right side of the vehicle so the storyline is basically the same except for some like projection side differences right awesome now is it uh runaway railway is in where the great movie ride used to be yes Yes, and that's why our layout's different because it's following almost the same track, track as yeah. uh, Great Movie Ride. Yeah, awesome. And ours is brand, just brand spanking yeah. new because there was like nothing back there yeah. behind behind all those drops. I'm excited. Exactly. Yeah, this is Danielle, this has been amazing. so awesome. Yeah. And we have loved talking with you. Thank you so much for coming on to the Disney Countdown Show. Yes. Um, we would love to have you back many more times if you're willing to, because we just think that you're great and yep. you definitely have 
the spark of joy just emanating out of you, which is all we're looking for in this world. So thank you so much for chatting with us. Uh, give everybody your socials just in case they don't follow you already. Uh, so oh, yes. I didn't, I didn't do a good job of that in the beginning. So yes, everyone, I am the Dapper Danielle. So the Dapper Danielle. And that's on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all the places. It's the same everywhere. And my little store, thedapperdanielle.com, just where I make my own little art and my own little appreciation pieces mm. that i love about the parks is on there as well so yeah that's me yeah we'll we'll put the links in the episode yeah, yeah. notes so that way it's easier for you to get to we'll get you to all you know danielle's socials and over to her website as well Thanks. i i love this as a as a a son of a former dapper dan the fact that i get to chat here with a dapper danielle uh is Yay. is really special and my dad's name is dan ironically enough so oh, that's fantastic funny how that works out danielle this has been a blast and, and we look forward to chatting with you again real soon all right thanks for having me y'all oh she was awesome right i am so like have like such a disney crush on her yes i gotta admit i have such a disney crush on her i just i love what she does i love her vibe i feel like she's like our, a disney like influencer spirit animal yes for us, right? totally totally yeah. she just had a great facts be a great attitude. Her whole, uh, you know, background was all decked out yes. with Disney stuff. It was awesome. So thank you so much to the Dapper Danielle for being on Disney Countdown Show. Uh, and how cool that she had uh, her friend is Jill Wait for it, one of our loyal listeners and reviewers who listened to Christmas Countdown yeah. and told her not only about Disney Countdown but Christmas Countdown yeah. as well. And you know, it's because of you all who are fans of this show that that people find out about what we're doing, and that's one of the reasons that we love sharing reviews. So we are going to read some reviews right now. We'll do a couple right before we get to our countdown. It's time to read some reviews. Write one and we'll read yours too. Uh, this first one, I'll go ahead and read this one. Sure. This is coming to us from Doc Brown, mm. 1985. Great Scott! Great Scott Marty! And I love it's 1985. Oh, yeah! That is a That's really smart a deep, username. Deep cut I'm username. I'm such good. a fan of this name. I don't need even need to read the review. <laughs> uh, but the title of the, of the review is When You Wish Upon a D... Disney Star, maybe? Disney Star? Disney Podcast? Disney Podcast? Yeah. The world may never know. <laughs> All right. Doc Brown says, I'm new to the Countdown Podcast Network, but already I love the chemistry between the hosts, Eric and Danny, and the feel-good vibes the show puts out into the world. Looking forward to learning things about Disney that I never knew. And shout out to producer Chris for the hard work he does and the energy he gives to the show. Yeah, <laughs> the Chris energy. with the shout out. Chris, do you know Doc Brown? I don't think so. Is wow. it your mom? With a shadow account? She wouldn't have any idea who Doc Brown is. Chris was like, you've got to change your name. And she's like, They're on what to you. about uh, Doc Brown, 1985, for my favorite movie, Back to the Future? Oh, that's so good. No, that's awesome. I love it. I love it. Love okay, that. thank you so much for that review. Uh, this next one, there you go, Eric. All right, here we go. This says, uh, amazing and fun from... Tinley's Daddy. Aw. Tinley's Daddy. Uh, and they gave us five golden stars. Thank you so much. And they say, Danny and Eric have done it again. They have created an awesome podcast, All the Top Things Disney. These two guys are so much like myself in their love for Christmas mm. and Disney. Keep up the great work and look forward to hearing more countdowns. Thank you, Tinley's Daddy. Yes. And, you know, th we're so happy that so many of you that were uh, Christmas Countdown fans are with us here at Disney. As we said, we felt like they're two sort of symbiotic uh, communities that would work, yep. would work well together and have a lot of uh, overlap. So thank you very much, uh, Tinsley's Daddy, for that great review. And thank you for listening to Christmas Countdown as well. 
Hey, uh, fun fact. Yes. I, I worked on a reality show years ago starring someone named Tinsley. Really? Tinsley Mortimer. What show is it? It's called High Society. Mm. Real high-level content about New York socialites. Ooh, fun. Uh, we usually wouldn't start shooting until around 2 a.m. That, that was a blast. I'll save that wow. for reality show countdown. Reality show countdown. That'll be good. Yeah, but thank you so much for those reviews. If you're listening to the show and you're loving it, please uh, post a review on Apple if you're listening there, or you can rate us on Spotify and everywhere else, and then just shoot us your review uh, via DM. You can find us on Instagram, at Disney Countdown Show. We are also at Disney Countdown Show on TikTok. We are at Pod Disney on Twitter, and you can find us on Facebook as well well uh, at disney countdown speaking of countdowns we're here let's do it shall we yes here we go folks all right so uh just as a refresher my 10 through 6 was be our guest at number 10 mm. uh i had chris you can as i find these because i write them all out of order like an idiot i think i'm uh, have yours okay in order. here he goes at uh, number nine i have you can fly and number eight, I have the Muses song, Zero to Hero. Mm. Amazing song from Hercules. Yep. At number seven, <laughs> these are literally so out of order. Um, okay. At number seven, I have Kiss the Girl from Little Mermaid. Mm. And at number six, I have that little ditty, Riff Raff, oh. Street Rat, I don't buy that. So good from Aladdin. Um, okay. So now we're to my top five. Yes. At number five, ooh, we actually talked about this song earlier today. Okay. Out there from Hunchback in Notre Dame. So good. Such a great song. <laughs> like, A, it's just a great tune just to begin with. Like, right. it's a great I want song. Mm. The, uh, that's a phrase that we use in theater, uh, musical theater, that every character usually in the second or third song of a show has an I want song. It's whatever their main character is like, this is what I'm going towards. Uh, and it's so good. It's so just like beautiful and 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 big and epic. And people use it in auditions all the time because for male singers, it is just like right in the sweet spot of like a Barry tenor kind of oh, like yeah. belting kind of stuff. Um, Tom Hulse, who knew that he could sing like that? Cranks Tom Hulse, who is from Animal House. Oh, wow. So he's the like nerdy guy. You know the two uh, pledges? One is the larger guy and one's the skinnier okay. guy. Uh, that's Tom Hulse when he's you know in his 20s. And then he's uh, he played Amadeus okay. in uh, uh, Mozart wow. uh, in Amadeus. And, and then he plays the voice and singing voice of Quasimodo, which is amazing. He crushes it. He's so good. Here's a good uh, hunchback story that I may have not told you okay. if I did. Uh, forgive me the <laughs> when we were living in new york and our kids were let's see miles would have been probably like four three or four and sophie would have been like seven something mm -hmm. like that and uh we they were watching lots of disney movies and one of my favorites and lisa's favorites is hunchback right and so we were like oh we should show them hunchback they haven't seen that yet so we like turned it on and then we went into the other room to go do something thinking oh they're just gonna sit and watch and enjoy hunchback <laughs> now i had sort of forgot that the beginning of hunchback starts with like a really sort of traumatic like the you know the the main bad guy like steals the baby from the gypsies and like mm. tries to throw it down a well right and then like there's all this fire and stuff and like he it's intense right and so the movie had only been going for like maybe three minutes and we hear ah, ah, oh god oh, turn it off please and we come back in and i am not exaggerating here my kids were literally crawling up the walls like oh it, my trying to gosh. look away from the tv and be like turn it off please oh gosh turn it off please and I, we were like oh my god okay 
it. So we turned it off, and they still to this day have not watched it because they're so traumatized. Oh my gosh! From that first watching, I guess they were just a little too young for it. Wow! But out there, amazing. No, to any young parents, maybe. Yes. Skip Best ahead like 10 that. minutes in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's such a great song. I saw they did a stage production, you know, obviously yeah. they did they go to Broadway or they were trying to take Never it, to made Broadway. it to Broadway. Yeah. I know like Patrick Page was in an iteration yeah. of it with um Michael Arden. Michael Michael Arden, the director. <laughs> the director, and also actor, incredible yeah. actor, singer. Yeah. Um they did a production here a couple cities over, like a big theater, mm-hmm. and I went and I, I don't know if I'd ever watched the movie all the way through, so it was cool to see the stage production. So it's just such a colorful yeah. um show and it's got a bunch of great songs in it. I bet at some know, point though Disney will find a way to get it to Broadway. They just announced recently what that is it Hercules that's going to be at the... Rumor is that Hercules is going to be at the Hyperion Theater at Disneyland oh. where Frozen used to be. Right. Um and Aladdin was before that. Uh but yeah, there was a casting notice that was put Ooh. up for Hercules there. So we'll see. Maybe I'll go in for it. Yeah, yeah, man. Not not to get cast. Just to say, just to I get, did it. and to get some intel, and then I'm gonna get accidentally cast. It'll be like, oh, we're just starting a Christmas podcast for fun, and then a year and a half later, right. we've got a network. And you're like, I can't come record today. Eric, I got so a sorry. shift. What happened? Disneyland. I got cast in that show. Who are you playing? <laughs> I'm playing Hercules. <laughs> Apparently, you don't need to sing or dance, uh, but the but the curls have been helping. That's right. Uh, anyway, great selection. Uh, so going back to my ten through six, and when I give my ten through six. You'll do I, your change here. I'm going to do my okay. change. Okay. So at number 10, I had Seize the Day from Newsies, specifically the musical version, uh, not the movie version of Newsies. Number nine, I had Under the Sea from Little Mermaid. Number eight, I had A Whole New World from Aladdin. Great song. But as I was going back and listening to Disney songs, and this is where Eric has been so kind to allow me a magical mulligan. That's right. Um, as we're going to call it henceforth. First time I've done this in the history of our countdown shows, I'm going to change my list. Whoa. And you're going to laugh at me, but I'm okay with that because I'm living my truth. Number eight for me now is going to be from Mulan, True to Your Heart, Stevie Wonder, 98 Degrees. I don't know what that song is. You don't know that song? No. Chris, can you play a little bit of True to Your Heart from Mulan? <laughs> is this Mulan? like the song that's over the credits or something? Yeah, you'll recognize it. You're gonna, it's a bop. Okay. Trust me. Classic TV vibes. Yeah. Cool Lache there. Oh, yeah. Okay, I, I, it's fun, but when does this happen in the movie? I don't know. I just know it's from Mulan. Wait, here comes the hook. Okay. That's, that's funny. It's a good song. It's very right? on brand for you. You know, I felt like, you know, I felt like the boy bands weren't being represented sure. in the first five episodes of Disney Countdown. And, <laughs> it, and I was tempted to throw Trash in the Camp it's from Tarzan with sure. Phil Collins and NSYNC, but 
I've, Stevie Wonder, you can't go sure. wrong with Stevie Wonder. It's a feel-good song. And every time it comes on, when I have it on shuffle on my Spotify, I start dancing. I love it. It just feels good. Yeah. You got the boy band, you got the Stevie, you got the harmonica, and you got to be true to your heart. And that's what I was doing by putting that's the song true. in there. Yeah. You know, that's that's a strong choice because also there's some great music in Mulan. And I don't yeah. think we've had any other Mulan uh, love no. here. And that's really why I did it. Sure. First yeah, and foremost, yeah. I want yeah. Mulan to be, you know, to it's have Lunar some... New Year. You know, exactly. Like, I'm tapping yes. into what's happening right now. I love it. Culturally. I love it. Uh, anyway, so that's my new number eight is uh, True to Your Heart by I like Stevie it. Wonder in 98 Degrees. Uh, number seven, I had that Yeet Bop banger, Let It Go, which I think was like the number one ranked Disney song of all time until We Don't Talk About Bruno mm, came yeah. along. Uh, and then at number six, I had, oh, I've been listening to this. To this song a lot lately. Go to the distance yeah. from Hercules. So good. Uh, all right. So You're preparing for your audition. Exactly. It's it's <laughs> they they said they needed sixteen bars. Sure, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. I know they really love it when you come in with a song from the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have like they can and compare you're like, you. I'm not doing sixteen bars. I'm doing the full. I'm song. actually doing the full song with choreography, and then after I do that, I'm actually going to go straight into True to Your Heart. Yes. <laughs> by ninety degrees. Maybe you've heard of it. Here we go. Yes. Hit it. They really like it when you say hit it and to you, the piano player too. And you're like, I also I don't have the Lachey brothers or the other like good looking guy, but I do have the guy with the goatee. He's here. I did get with Jeff? Yeah. And I got Chris from InSync, <laughs> and I got one of the guys from Color Me Bad. Uh, and we are about to rock your world. So, so I hope you're ready. Buckle so up. Hit it. This is about to be a 30 minute show. So I hope this be the longest audition ever. Oh God, I have to do that. All right, number five for me is going to be God iconic like these five songs all iconic yeah and honestly looking at my list right now i feel like they could be interchangeable any of these could go to four to three to two maybe to one this song sung by the legend nobody did it like this person did it angela lansbury singing beauty and the beast so good it is such a beautiful song i think when you think about like the love moment when like the page sort of turns and now your your two protagonists are starting to follow oh my gosh it's just she didn't shudder at my paw yeah like he's in there and then you know when when angela lansbury just hits a tale as old as time Mm. the lyrics are beautiful too you know Song as old as rhyme, like you know, barely even friends. Then somebody bends. Everyone knows the lyrics. Didn't that song? Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe Chris can do a little quick research here. I feel like that was maybe the first song from an animated musical to win or animated movie to win best song at the oh. Oscars. I could be wrong. I wouldn't about be that, shocked, but I think that might be a true fact. It's beautiful. Hashtag made up Disney facts. That's what we do here, <laughs> you know. But that in, that inspires audience participation. That's right. Because it gets people Call active on Google, and then it wrong. gets them active yeah. in the comments. It's really a strategy thing. <laughs> we actually know all of the answers, <laughs> but we just wanted people yeah, yeah, to yeah, interact yeah. with yeah. us. But it's it's a beautiful song. Uh, Chris, can we just play a little bit of Beauty and the Beast? Taylor's oldest time. She got kind of a little like shaky old lady voice, but it's so good. I have chills all over my arms. Barely even friends, then somebody bends unexpectedly. Yeah, laugh. Yeah. Just a little. And 
as we listen to this, remember that when Belle came down in the big Small yellow ladies, dress, and they that was one of the first times that they used this sort of like, I don't know what the technology is called, but it looks like the camera's like sweeping around them. So part of it was hand-drawn and part of it was CGI. Oh, wow. And it just has that really cool sweeping effect as they're Very dancing. cinematic. Yeah, super cinematic. Ever a surprise. This feels like the type of song that like your mom or your grandma would like sing to you to like soothe you. Yeah. There's just something so warm and comforting about Angela Lansbury. Yeah. It's not just her voice, her energy. She just feels omnipresent. Yeah. And it comes across like it's such a skill to be able to convey that sort of comforting, loving energy just with your voice. Yeah. Um, you don't ever see her face in this movie, but like yeah. her voice, you just feel it. And then at the end, off to the cover with you now, Chip. Yeah. It's just so good. So good. That's yeah. a strong choice. I love it. Thank you. Um, uh, my number four is also going to come from the Disney Renaissance time period. Okay. Uh, and it's going to be another Alan Menken song. Okay. It's Part of Your World from Little Mermaid. Classic. We were talking about I Want songs. Yeah. This is like one of the greatest I Want songs of all time. Uh, it just is. Let's listen to it for a second, and then we'll talk about how, okay. how great it is. So, Chris, if you could hit it. <laughs> Look at this stuff, isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl, the girl who has everything? Look at this trove, treasures untold. How many wonders can one cavern hold? Looking around here you think, sure, she's got everything. I've got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. I've got who's it's and what's it's galore. You want thingamabobs? I got 20. But who cares? No big deal. I want more. Like the music is rising as she's rising yes. up to get like out of the water. It's so good. It's so good. Chills. Um, so let's talk about the amazing parts of this. First of all, you have the brilliant performance by Jody Benson. Oh, as, Jody crushes her. Uh, I mean, it's so good. She's just so good as the singing and uh acting voice of Ariel. If you ever have a chance, you should go onto YouTube and watch the clips of Howard Ashman working with Jody Benson as she's recording this Ooh, song. Okay. And it's kind of grainy footage cuz it's back from the 90s and stuff, but um just the way that he the brilliant Howard Ashman like just describes the scene to her and each take she gets closer and closer mm. to what we all know is this classic performance. Right. And as you see it happening, it's really cool to kind of see her brain getting to where Howard Ashman imagined the song and then the performance eventually just being so perfect. Um, I also love that song because Sophie, my daughter, like really loved that song. And mm. I have this great video of her from when she's like, three years old singing the whole thing and she's got her little voice look at these things i got 20 but who cares no big deal i want more like it's just so adorable and she's wearing a little mermaid costume and a red wig and it's like just or not the wig but it's so great i'll we'll post a little clip of that but um yeah part of your world is just an amazing song it's really really is when you hear it you can't help but sort of sing along there's great lines in it great performance works for the movie it's great movie. It's perfect. Great Two song. fun facts about that song. Yes. One, uh, when we were at Disneyland for Sweethearts Night, mm-hmm. they had the Royal Ball. 
yeah. which was over back by Small World. And they had yeah. this incredible big band who was playing. I don't remember the name of the band, but I'm sure if you just look up like Disney Big Band, mm-hmm. I know they'd done stuff at DCA before. They were phenomenal. But they had all these characters, like couples come out, like Cinderella and, and Prince Charming, uh, Prince Charming yeah. and Flynn Rider and Rapunzel. And then Eric and Ariel were there. Nice. And Ariel walked over to me and she goes, would you like to dance? Oh, nice. And so I danced with Ariel and Lynn, my wife, danced with Prince, Prince Eric, Eric. And we got a picture with them at That's the end. Great. They were, she goes, so who are you here with tonight? <laughs> and like, she just was absolutely phenomenal. That was, it was, it was a blast. Great. Um and then uh, another fun fact about that song is uh, I actually used that as an audition number for a musical theater show. You did? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it just, I was able to like key it down a little bit and sure. like I got this nice gravelly thing sort of going. You want to show us a little bit right now? I, I, you know, that's for the Patreon. Okay. We'll save it specifically for the Patreon <laughs> peeps. I'll give you a little bit of uh, my my 16 bars of part it. of your world. I love it. Uh, anyway, it's a great song. I, I, I was, it was almost on my top 10, but I just couldn't, couldn't get it up there. You know, I had to get 98 degrees in there. Um, all right. So, so my number four, again, this is a song I could easily move up to three, two, uh, one of the, in my opinion, one of the best performances by an actor in an animated Disney movie of all time, Aladdin, that actor, Robin Williams as the genie, a friend like me Oh yeah, is just such an epic song. I feel like it gives you everything that you could ever want. Like the music is catchy. And and one thing that I think is brilliant, maybe that, you know, a lot of times we're talking about the song specifically, but like you were just, you know, giving the examples of like when she's rising up in, in the water, like the way that the animation Ugh. is able to match all of the his tone impressions and stuff. And all of the impressions and just someone like Robin Williams, like to just set him free and to sort of just let him do what he does. Uh, Let's take a quick little listen to Friend Like Me uh, from Aladdin. Well, Alibaba had them 40 feet. Sherry's had a thousand tails. Master, you in luck, cause up your sleeves, you got a brand of magic never fails. You got some power in your corner. heavy ammunition in your camp. You got some punch in your ass. You and all you gotta do is rub that lamp. And I'll say, Mr. Lancer, what will your pleasure be? Let me take your order, cut it down. You ain't never had a friend like me. <laughs> Life is your restaurant. Do you think I would love to see footage of him in the booth? Yeah. Just going through this song. Like, yeah. Because part of me is like, did he just come up with all of those voices in the moment? They're like, all right, Robin, just go stand in there and uh, whatever you're feeling. I think so. And he was just like, Like, it's just amazing that from line to line, the character that he's playing is different. And that's, now, as I'm thinking about it in hindsight, it's the brilliance of the way that he approached that role, that the genie could become anything, anything you ever yeah. wanted him to be. And like from line to line, it's like he's switching his yeah. tone, what country he's from, the cadence at which he yeah. speaks or sings. Like Male, female, young, old. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's, it's brilliant. Plus the whole like jazziness yeah. uh, of it. The orchestrations are beautiful. And then just that big swelling. Friend like me. Like at, yeah. at the end, da 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 da, and then the way it transferred over to the live theater, like when you go see it on Broadway, and to see what those genies do on Broadway. I, I watched this thing. I think on on ESPN they put 
like a monitor on, yeah. I don't know if it was James Monroe Iglehart or somebody who had played the genie on Broadway to measure how many calories they burned they burned that. during that number. And it was just like, yeah. it was like a thousand yeah. calories during that number alone, just because it's so big. And, and the foundation was laid by Robin Williams in, totally. in that film. And that's why for me, it's, it's number four. I love that choice. Uh, it is probably the most, if you had to pick like five minutes to show who Robin Williams was, mm. you could just show that clip and it gives you enough of a sense of the brilliance of the man. I also love that when it ends, there's the applause sign and it yes. goes to silence, but you hear like the hum of the neon. Like, yes. <laughs> it's so great. And it shows that it's a great song. Like, obviously, Robin Williams, his performance is what made it iconic. Yeah. But the fact that it can be done in the Broadway show and in the live action version with Will Smith, which is not nearly as good, but still is good. Yeah. Like, it still is a, the song is an, an enjoyable song. Agreed. So, uh, strong choice there. I love it. Thank um, you. Okay. My number three, this is really a personal selection. Okay. I, I don't know if many people will say that this is like one of the best Disney songs, but for me, it is a meaningful song. Mm. And that is You'll Be In My Heart from Tarzan. Um, it's, you know, there's lots of funny uh, internet memes about how, like, Phil Collins did not have to go so hard on the Tarzan <laughs> uh, soundtrack, you know, because he really, it's a great soundtrack. Yep. There's so many just great, great classic songs. And Tarzan was not even that popular of a film, right. but, like, the soundtrack is just so good. And this song about, like, you know, You'll Always Be In My Heart and the whole story of the mother character uh, of the gorilla, you know, sort of, like, letting Tarzan mm -hmm. go off and and grow up and become a man and all these right. things, uh, you know, become a man, not only as a grown up, but also like not a gorilla anymore. Like you need to be a human, you know? Yeah. And, um, uh, that movie came out, I think in 1999, which is the year that I graduated high school. Right. And I went to see that movie with my family and like, I'm going to start crying right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, my mom and I like, it's like the last time that i remember really feeling like a little boy you mm. know like i knew that i was about to go off to college right. and like that my life would be different and i and my mom knew it and it was like and not obviously we still love each other she's my mother but like there is a difference when you become an adult man from when you're a little boy and like yeah. i really felt that through this song and so mm. anytime i hear this song it makes me think of my mom um, she knows that, you know, I've given her like sometimes at Christmas, like a stuffy of the, the gorilla mm. mom character. Uh, so I just, I love this song. Let's listen to just a little bit of Phil Collins is you'll be in my heart from Tarzan. Come stop And, you know, it's it is a great song about like parenting and oh, like, yeah. you know, it 
I took it in one way when I first heard it as a child, but now as a parent, like, it, yes, we talk all about like you want to like make your kids happy and help them be, you know, good people and and provide for them and you know give them experiences. But that your number one thing is to like protect them. Yep. And like that song is about like no matter what, I will protect you, and I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm present with you as you are growing up and everything. I'm here. I'm next to you. I'm walking next to you. So uh, yeah, I'll stop crying now. I yeah. love I love that uh, song. Big shout out to my mom. I love you, mom, so much. And uh, thanks for being the best mom ever. Uh-huh. And that song is my number three selection. You'll be in my heart. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I love that song, too. And I'll share some thoughts on it here shortly. Um, number three for me, again, like I'm looking at these three songs. I'm like, gosh, how do I? Like it could be one. Yeah. You know, one A, one B, one C. Uh, number three for me. This is so hard. Oh, gosh. This, I. Eric, I'm having such a tough time say, getting <laughs> these words it. out of my mouth right now. Uh, I'm going to go with You've Got a Friend in Me mm, from one. Toy Story. Randy Newman, just... Something about his voice. It's something about his voice. It's also wild to me that he can go from like, I love LA, you right. know, to you got a friend in me. Yeah. Like, that song I've loved ever since I first saw Toy Story back in the mid-90s. You know, I got to go see that movie with my family. Uh, they did a press preview at the El Capitan mm-hmm. Theater in Hollywood. And, you know, my dad worked at NBC, so we would get invited to these events. And I remember going and seeing the movie and just being so blown away by the animation. Uh, and then they had this, like, whole interactive experience next door where we got to, like, put these things on our feet and, like, pretend like we were army men, like going right. through this like military training thing. And it was really, really cool. But like that song, I just always thought was so catchy as a kid. And then flash forward to becoming a parent. Mm. And the song just takes on entirely new meaning of like this idea of like, hey, you're going to go off and you're going to live your life. But I just want you to know that like, you've always got a friend in me. Yep. Like, I'll always be there for you, you know? And and my daughter Emerson, like, Toy Story was, like, the first Disney, you know, Pixar movie that she really latched onto that, like, she fell in love with. And it was, like, every day yeah, she wanted to watch that movie. Yeah. And she could watch it all day, every day, and it never got old to her. And, you know, and then my wife started, like, singing <sighs> that song to her, like, at, at bedtime and just like hearing that song like down the hallway like it just evokes like such deep emotion in me of just a parent and like what you just want your children to know is that like it's the same notion of you'll be in my heart is that like i'm your friend i'm, yeah. I'm here for you and like i know that like i've got to be a disciplinarian like all the time but like just please always know that like you've got a friend in me when when the road like is rough I'm there. Yeah. And like when life gets hard, you can come back here. Like yeah. I'm here for you. Uh, so let's take a little listen to You've Got a Friend in Me from Toy Story by Randy Newman. Just remember what 
just those lines in there they just uh they get you um and i think you know what you were talking about with with tarzan and going to see that movie with your folks like thinking back you know i think that movie came out in 95 or 96 so i was like 13 14 years old and like thinking about like you know you're watching andy as this character sort of like growing up right And, and woody who's the toy you know is like watching this child grow up and in this story of this like Buzz Lightyear comes into the world and maybe I'm not the number one priority you know and I think as a parent you have you you sort of go on a similar journey to Woody yeah you know where like other things become more important like it's pictures of you and your kid you know you guys together on the I can't even say these things without (laughs) crying you know but like it's not sadness it's just like it's joy and gratitude for like this bond that you form that like a Buzz Lightyear is going to come into my kid's life at some point in time and like those will be the posters on her wall and that'll be what she wants to talk about with her friends, you know, and and she'll want to talk with her friends and not me, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I'm there. So (laughs) I'm living it. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's just a reminder to, as a parent, you know, we all know this, you know, um, but I think it's important to like really say it out loud and for, you know, other parents who are listening right now, like if your kids are young and you're still like in those sort of like golden years of like, you're the, you know, you they want to play with you. hey dad do you want to play with me like at some point like andy didn't want to play with woody anymore you know and so i think it's those are important things for us to keep in mind that like when your kid says hey do you want to play with me say yes put everything down you know within reason obviously and and go play with your kid you know because those days unfortunately are numbered and i think they come back around i think that's the jo- the journey of toy story yeah. is that like even when Andy's older in Toy Story 3, like giving Woody up is like one of the hardest things for him. Right. Um, anyway, I'm sure we'll get deeper into that when we get into our Pixar countdown. But uh, yeah, you've got a friend in me. Um, we'll always have a special place in my heart, and that's why it's at number three. Great. Love it. Um, all right, my number two is a song that was shafted earlier in the countdown. <laughs> Unbelievably taken out of a top ten I did list, this for which you. is shocking. I did it for you. Because it's... <laughs> A brilliant song, one of the greatest Disney songs of all time. Uh, I almost did a spit take. <laughs> and that's A Whole New World from Aladdin, yes. sung by the brilliant Leah Salonga mm. and Brad Kane, written by Alan Menken and Tim Rice. Uh, it's just, I feel like it's our generation's version of When You Wish Upon a Star. Okay, It kind of yeah. has that, like, even though it was specific to the movie Aladdin, it, like, is about the magic that, like, storytelling can take you places and can take you all over the world. And that is the general essence of what Disney is. And so I feel like it's one of those songs that similarly to, you know, when you wish upon a star, which was specific to the movie, but also kind of encapsulates all of Disney magic. Yeah. Um, it obviously came out in the early nineties, which was just like my prime youth time of loving, uh, Disney movies. It won the Academy award in, uh, at the 65th Academy Awards uh, for Best Song, mm. and it won the Golden Globe uh, for Best Song. It just is so good. Let's listen to a little bit of A Whole yeah. New World. I can show you the world Shining, shimmering, splendid 
Tell me, princess, now when did you last let your heart decide? I can open your eyes, take you wonder by wonder, over sideways and under, on a magic carpet ride. a great duet yeah and that each person gets a chance to truly shine but then also when they come together both their feet it's so great agreed mm. it's like butter one of the best voices of all time so it's just so great plus you have the bonus version of the Peebo Bryson and oh, uh, right. Regina Bell version which is also really really strong uh, so yeah, I, I just think that it to me it is the modern day version of a all encompassing Disney song. Mm. Uh, that's why it was number two for me. Whole new world. It's great. You know, I I love it. I love it. I think I got rid of it because I wanted you to have a chance to talk about it. Maybe. Thank you. <laughs> but it, it is it's a classic, um, and seeing it you know when it's done like in the Broadway production as well is is so much fun when they're flying on on the carpet. And I think. Didn't Peebo show up to like one of the uh, performances of Aladdin on Broadway and they like brought him out and I feel like he put Maybe. on like an impromptu performance. I feel like I probably. saw this on Facebook yeah, or something a few years back, but such a classic. Um, okay, so number two for me, uh, arguably, you may have this as your number one, I don't know. Um, arguably the most epic Disney song okay. of all time. I remember sitting in the theater as a kid in 1994 watching as the sun rose over the Serengeti mm. and Circle of Life yeah. started playing. Just that, uh, you know, that that big opening note written by Tim Rice and Elton John uh, performed by Carmen uh, Twilly and Lebo M. It is just... It's epic. Like that that that's the word that just keeps coming to mind for me whenever I think of this song. Like I that visual of the sun coming up and then these animals coming out of nowhere and the way that that song matches the moment, like it perfectly sets the tone for what the journey you're about to go on. Yeah. With that film and then I remember, you know, years later, I think it was 2000, I went and saw uh, the musical when it was on tour and it was here at the Pantages mm -hmm. and it's here again. It, yes, we're going and yeah. we're taking Emmy and, and I'll never forget if you haven't seen it on Broadway or when it's toured, do yourself a favor as a Disney fan, get out there because when Pride Rock comes out of the middle of that stage, it's amazing in the opening number, like it is one of the most incredible things uh, I've ever seen. So let's take a little listen to Circle of Life from The Lion King. <laughs> I 
I mean, it's great. It's so great, and it just keeps getting better. Like the swells yeah. just keep coming. Yeah. Like when they lift up Simba, the circle yeah. of love. Like it's just so beautiful, and I love that it's got all the harmonies mm-hmm. are beautiful. Uh, this choral element to it, which just feels so fitting for this idea as you're seeing all the animals that are coming together, uh, you know, as, as Simba is being presented as the, the future King, yeah. you know, a, a pride rock. And I just think it's so beautiful when you combine the animation of that opening scene, I mean the film in general, but that opening scene and just watching the birds flying through yeah. and then the elephants coming in, like, I remember watching that with Emerson for the first time and it was like when she was learning animals and so yeah. she just loved to like call out she'd be like giraffe yeah. yeah a few of them she didn't know and, yeah. but that was fun because I'd be like oh those are like antelopes yeah. you know yeah. um, but it's just it's again I'll just go back to this word I think it is the most epic song in my yeah. opinion in the history of, of Disney uh, movies and that's why I've got it at number two I love that um, two things I want to say about it yeah one if you've not watched this is a great YouTube video to watch so after COVID and Broadway was like shut down, obviously it was very sad for yeah. a lot of people. Um, and there was obviously terrible things happening in the world, but it was very emotional when Broadway reopened. And Ooh. there's lots of fun videos of different shows as they had like their first like read through of the show again because they hadn't done it in two years. So they all kind of got together and, you know, read through the show of yeah. Chicago and Wicked and all these things. But Probably the best one is if you look for the video of Lion King when their cast got together. Mm. It's just so cool to see the way that they all come together and it's the first time that they're in a room and they're singing and you know it's that quiet and everybody's looking and Julie Taymor is kind of looking over and the one woman just goes, and it's like you just feel everyone like exhale oh. this like, Oh, it's over. And it's not over, but like it was this moment of true, mm. especially with this song being about like the circle of life. That right. Like it gets, we live and we die and then new people are born and they die. And it's like, it is what what we were going through. So it's a great video to check out. I gotta look that up. Um, and then the other thing I was gonna say is, did I ever tell you that I did a Disney animation class when I was a kid? No. Uh, because I my, I think I've talked about my dream until I was like a senior in high school was to be a Disney animator. Right. And so my parents got this super cool experience for me one year where we were down in Disney World and I spent a whole day backstage at Disney Animation and like they were showing um, – they had like storyboards, but they had storyboards for – Lion King. Oh my up. gosh. And this is when Aladdin was like just being released in theaters. Okay. And so nobody even knew that Lion King was a thing. I remember them being like, you can't take any pictures here. Oh my but gosh. But I remember seeing the storyboard very clearly in my mind of that sun coming oh. up and being like, oh, I wonder what that is. And then it turned out to be. Oh know, my. How old were you? Probably 12. Oh my. 13, was that here in like California that? or was that. Uh, Somewhere like I down in Florida, maybe. I think it was down in Florida, okay. but it could have been out here too. I can't. I honestly can't remember. I was, That's so cool. You got that experience. Yeah, it was amazing. What a memory. Amazing. Love that. Um, all right. So my number one uh, selection is going to go back to personal selections. This okay. is. Uh, I just think it's not the biggest song by any means. In fact, it's quite a small, soft song. Um, but as is usually the case with us, um, emotion takes, uh, takes the lead. And so this song is by the great Randy Newman, uh, sung by the great Sarah McLaughlin, Mm. When She Loved Me, from Toy Story 2. Uh, it is the story in the, in the movie of Jesse sort of being left 
by the side of the road right. and how she's like super sad about that. And uh, but the reason I selected it is because it is uh, the one song that I sing to Sophie every night when oh. she goes to bed. Um, not as much recently, and I probably should do it more often. Um, as they get older, it's harder to get them to be like, now I'm going to sing to you. <laughs> you know. Um, but I still do occasionally, and we both usually cry when, oh. when I do that. And there's just something about, um, you know, similar to the, the idea of um, you've got a friend in me that, like, you know, I I always think about it in regards to Sophie is going to grow up and like get married and have a family of her own and like live a life and it will be really hard for me. Like it'll I will feel like a toy that has been discarded. But yeah. you know, there's the the sentiment of the song is that, you know, even throughout that and though you might be out of sight and even out of mind, there's still love there and there will always be love mm. there and like I just think it's beautiful. Let's listen to a little clip of it. Beautiful piano part. When somebody loved me, everything was beautiful. Every hour spent together lives within my heart and when she was sad I was there to dry her tears and when she was happy so was I when she just great and i'd be lying uh if i didn't think and it's not my decision but i'd be lying if i didn't think that i may dance to that with mm. sophie at her wedding yeah it sort of seems like uh the path we're on <laughs> um with that song so uh when she loved me it's just it's just a a, a beautiful completely heartfelt emotional song uh, that just means the world to me. So that was why it was my number one selection. Oh, man. Yeah. Isn't it <laughs> funny how you like, you hear a certain song and you can like see your life. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I think maybe it happens to dads who have little girls, you know, yep. maybe a little bit more. And I'm sure it's similar with like moms, maybe towards their little boys, yep. you know. Um, but I can only speak from, you know, our experience or my experience specifically is that like you can see when you hear those songs, like you don't, you, you, you sit in this space where like, you know, every moment we shared together lives in my heart. Like all those moments like flash before your eyes, but you're in this limbo state. Cause now you're like seeing 10 years into the future yeah. and you're like, I could totally see that m special moment that we're going to have together in the future. It's uh, it's, it's wild, funny. but it's also a, a reminder to be like, okay, I'm not there yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I still have today. Yeah. And 
this feeling that I have of gratitude for this bond that I have with this human, uh, I want to embrace that yeah. today. You know, um, it's a beautiful song that every time uh, Emmy wants to watch Toy Story 2 and that song comes on, it's just like, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I'm absolutely done, yeah. you know, and but uh, I just think we cry when things matter. You yeah. know, and what a beautiful thing that we have people and things that matter to us in our lives. Um, and I'll just keep the emotional train going uh, <laughs> here as we pull into the station uh, for the end of this countdown. And before I do that, I'll just, you know, encourage anyone listening right now, if you haven't rated and reviewed, please do that. Uh, we really, really appreciate when you guys share your thoughts about what the show means to you and, and why you like it. Um, and if you're not following us on social media, please make sure you do that at Disney Countdown Show on Instagram and TikTok at Pod Disney on Twitter. Um, and if you're loving what you're hearing and you want to hear more of our thoughts about all things Disney, you can uh, support us on Patreon. The link to that is in the episode notes, or I think if you just go to patreon.com and search Disney Countdown, you can yep. find us there. You'll get some bonus content. Plus, you get access to uh, Eric and myself and this really cool, magical community that we're starting to build on Facebook yeah. of people who are Disney obsessed just like you, and we'd love to have you come be a part of uh, that community. Uh, and without further ado, uh, my number one was your number three, which is You'll Be In My Heart yeah. um, from Tarzan. Like I posted this on my TikTok recently, like how dirty Phil Collins did us, um, <laughs> with that song. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the type of song like you were sharing about, you know, remembering being a teenager and going and seeing that movie with your mom and the way that song connected with you. Then I have a very similar experience. Um, when, uh, my brother had his bar mitzvah. So when he was 13, you know, I turned 18, uh, four days after that. So my parents did like a combined, party of like my brother's bar mitzvah party and my 18th sure. and our folks made like a really special slideshow video <laughs> for us of like our childhood yeah you know and this was like nowadays like those things sort of feel like very like i don't know flippant or sort of like throwaway because like your iphone just makes these things right. for you all the yeah. time but like back in you know, took a lot of 2000 yeah. like my dad had to have his editor at cnbc stay extra hours to like digitize photos right yeah and edit them into a video with music and one of the songs that plays in that video is you'll be in my heart and like you know to see these moments of like my brother as a kid you know with our folks and me as a kid with our folks and just all of these special memories that we were so fortunate to have like when I hear that song to this day, like I feel like a kid again, yeah. feeling gratitude for all that my parents did, but also that video, you know, they put so much time into like finding all of those photos and like staying late at night, you know, out in Burbank to edit this video together with the editor, just to have this special thing to show us and to show all of their family and closest friends, how much they love us. Yeah. Like, what a special gift, you know? And now, <laughs> as a parent, like, listening to that song and, like, realizing that our parents likely felt, like, exactly the same thing that we now feel as parents yeah. hearing that song and thinking about our children, it's, um, it wipes me out. Like, <laughs> it comes on in the car and I'm literally, like, sob singing at the top <laughs> of my, like, you'll be in my heart. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's just... Um, now and forevermore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, and it, I, it, 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 oh God, 
I don't even know how to say it. It captured the, the sentiment that I try to convey to my children that like, I love you forever. Yeah. No. Ah, Christmas countdown. People know that this is how we do. <laughs> you can do it, um, Danny. It's just uh, you can do. You it. know, to say to your kids, like, I'm always in your heart. Yeah, always. I think that's like one of the most powerful things you can feel. So anyway, enough about a forty-year-old man sitting here sobbing. <laughs> Let's take a little listen to that sweet old geet uh, bop banger. Uh, you'll be in my heart. Um, Maybe we'll just listen to a little bit later in the yeah, song yeah. Uh, by Phil Collins from from Tarzan. That's how we do it. Get the tissues, everybody. Get the tissues. Get the Disney tissues. Countdown brought to you by Kleenex. Yeah, for uh, real. Right? We need to talk to them about being a sponsor. Um, but this was a great list. I knew this was going to be a good list. Yeah. And uh, congrats to both of us. I think we did a good we job. We made it. Um, and just so you know, as I mentioned last week, uh, make sure you check out our Patreon because uh, we definitely went more than 10. My my list was at 37 songs. Oh, yeah. Um, I so many. So <laughs> there are many more songs to talk about. Um, but I think this was a great episode. We had the great guest of uh, Dapper Danielle. Yeah. We did uh, a lot of fun stuff with her talking about um, Disney and Disney World. Uh, you know what we don't do enough? What's that? We don't say a big thank you to Chris Sisley oh, for all yes. that he does. So let's give it up. If you're in your car listening, give a little round of applause for Chris Sisley. Uh, thank We're you, so Chris. For you. you are the yeah. greatest. Um, but that's going to wrap it up here for us. We've reached the end of our allotted time. It only took us five episodes <laughs> to cry all over our microphones. <laughs> I'm so proud of us. Um, but as we finish every episode on the Disney Countdown, we like to close by saying, D-I-S, see you real soon, N-E-Y, why? Because we count down. Disney Countdown Show. Bye, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. See ya. Thank you. <laughs>